that Everyone got one What's your opinion? This is the rare one Tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules Just spill it And anybody can get it No limit We get to kill it You tuning into the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping no. Any topic Even the random I hope that you ready We entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit Welcome to the rare room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. And we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it 2022, y'all. Yeah, on the show we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You see that rhythm, Saeed? Hey, I love the rhythm, brother. <laughs> see? You didn't know I had bars, bars like that. That flow. You know, Saeed too many too busy being bars like wax. Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's that yay area coming exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. We all got skills. Don't test me now. <laughs> Look at Raw didn't know he was gonna be on the spot. Yeah. You're gonna have the little competition. So we in the cipher now. Oh man, <laughs> so, I, you know what? If we're gonna freestyle, then I'm gonna yeah, let's do it. Oh, 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 oh wow. Oh, no, that was that was I a joke. That was <laughs> a joke. Oh, you referee it? Yeah. All time referee. It's all good. That was, uh, that was, uh, so uh uh Chris Derrick is out today. He's on script uh on his new show, The Equalizer. Proud of him doing good shit out there. So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So today we got uh, so a bunch of cool writers you guys have heard them on on the show minus you raw you're the first time on the show huh? yeah 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 first time first time but okay hey, i'm ready all right you've been on yep and you've been on yeah i've been yeah. on a few times that's what i'm about to say yeah just be popping in Come what on. you doing put <laughs> me on the mic <laughs> 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 like like i made a beat and he like oh you gotta yeah, put ready. me on that yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, hilarious so we got my man in the building, everybody, Saeed Crumpler. Yep. Crumpler. Yep. I always say that shit wrong. I just want to say it good. with a P. It, it's, it is a P, though. Crumpler. Crump, oh, I always crumpler. want to say it with say a crumble. P. Yeah, you want to say crumble. Because I want Like them crumble. crumble. Yeah, it's crumbled up. Or, or them crumble cookies, which <laughs> is possible. Okay. After the battle between him and Ross. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to crumble. <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to line. And I crumble you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, so man. we got Ryder himself out here. From the yay area, about yes, to sir. move to LA to do the big thing. Yeah. You know, just was recently staffed. What was your show? You can say Flatbush Mr. That's right. Your guys out. Two. Yeah. His episode just My dropped. Episode That's just right. Two weeks yeah. ago. Two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Shit was yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, bro. Hilarious, funny. Hey, you need to move closer to the mic. You way away. It. Got you. Let's just, see. Just slide it closer to you. That way. Got yeah. you. There you go. <clears throat> um, then we got my man Rod Johnson in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nice to meet everybody. Exactly. Just recently, you still on staff? Are you were staff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still on staff. Uh, we uh, we started with a mini room uh, back in December last year, mm -hmm. um, but now we uh, we're moving into uh, extended weeks. Um, yeah, coming up pretty soon here. So, can you say what the show is? I cannot say okay, what the fine. show is. Unfortunately, um, welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. No. <laughs> sound like Chris Derrick. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk about it. Years. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's something big. <laughs> yeah, smells <laughs> just like it. Yeah. Hey, I don't. You know, I'm an avid listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's based on uh, underlying IP, a, a book. So we, uh, we're withholding the title right now, and, right. and I, I'm not sure if I'm even allowed to say the the network that it's on. That's fine. But, but I will say that, man, did you guys see Severance? Great show. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Foundation. Great show. Yeah. I don't know who's behind those shows, but great shows. All should be watching them. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, it. yeah, I can't say the network, so. Understood. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> That's tight. But, you know, we but we could talk around yeah. the information. Yeah. That's what's up. And then, of course, Amadou Diallo. Y'all know him. Y'all see him all over fucking Twitter and Come shit. On. Over there giving people game like he knows some shit. Like, <laughs> I, know, yeah. like I know some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, can we we can say the show you? Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. No, I'm in billions right now. Yeah, yeah. we're rapping. Right. We're rapping the end of this week. Mm-hmm. I'm on Outline right now, so I got till Friday to turn my, <laughs> turn my shit in. Well, it's gonna go longer though because you gotta get to the script still. Yeah, but I'm getting. So I'm a story editor, so I'm getting paid on top. So oh, that's right. I be it's, yes. I just need to be out of the room by Friday. Yes. So I turn in my outline. I'm out of the room, and then we work on it. Do it from there. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I put two and two together now. I see you. Um, so anyway, everybody, welcome to the show. Love it. Good to have each and every one of y'all on the show. Yeah, yeah. So we've had a chance to meet these two cats. Let's talk a little bit about you, right quick, raw. Yeah. You know where you from? How you got into the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was a struggle, brother. <laughs> you know, I, I, next time I get the opportunity, I'm just going to spit real fast. Be like, there you go. Born and raised Albuquerque, New Mexico. No. <laughs> I was, uh, no, I was, I was actually born in the Midwest out in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. So shout out to the Borque. Um, was there for, you know, most of my formative years, went to college out there. Did you play uh, ball or anything? Or would you? Yeah, 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 yeah. He walk in the room, seven First foot seven inches. No. No. I'm, I'm seven feet six inches tall. <laughs> Jesus, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, yeah. For a supplemental draft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I played basketball all through you know middle school, high school. Uh, we were we were we were a great team, very good. Uh, at least our like our our club team. But playing sports, uh, both basketball, football, in high school. Um, in a state like New Mexico, where you know, I mean, a big body like myself mm-hmm. is, uh, they 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 try to get the the most bang out of the out of their buck for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for, for from a young man, and uh, end up getting a herniated disc playing football oh, really? my senior year. Yeah, okay. yeah, herniated disc playing football. Um, struggled it out because I was one of those dumb young kids who didn't know how to talk about pain. Mm-hmm. Come on, um, and tell uh, him, tell him, that's what's and, up. Yeah, 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 and and so played through it. <laughs> Fuck, can we cuss on um, this? Y- y- Fucked my whole shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my Too shit now. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cussing. All right. Put the, be you. Put be the you. kids to bed. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, messed my whole back up and then uh, had to sort of reorient it as, as, I, as I went into uh, undergrad, into college, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like reframed the way in which I looked myself because I, I couldn't be an athlete anymore. It took right. a couple years for me to, to rehab before I was back to being able to run again, let right. alone you know, play any actual sport. So let me, let me ask you this. Was it, was it, did you live in a place where it wasn't cool to be like, I, I, I tell people all the time, I think you and I are similar in age. You know, we grew up at a time where being in the comic books and shit like that was not cool. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I'm just curious, was it like, cause you were the athlete. So it's like, Oh, he's an athlete. So you get a little more passes on some shit. Yeah. You know, or was yeah. it, was it difficult for you to transition to that going into, Oh, I'm gonna do some writing. Yeah, you know man. I mean? Well, you know what? <clears throat> For sure, I was. I mean, if you ask like anybody who plays sports, there on every sports team, there's always one person who is just fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> like just a just a weird dude, you know, right. says weird shit, thinking uh, about things in a weird way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and that was one hundred percent me. Um, you know, I. Okay. You, Fuck this! Like I've never told anybody this. This is actually funny. Tell it. All my right. my boys, they used to call me like Little Rodman. 
That's funny. Wow. Which I hated. I hated because I'm like, I'm not that extreme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so all of this is to say, like, you know, I mean, I was just. See, I'm liking you more every time you say yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was, <laughs> a little Rodman, man. I fucking hated it. Uh, but the. Uh, Nobody wanted to be Rodman, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like you wanted the stat line. Yeah. You don't yeah, want yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah, be Rodman. Yeah. Regardless of whatever. Anyways. Uh so I mean like I like at that time I was definitely, you know, I, mean, I was still young, into comic books, yeah, into into fucking anime though that was on the low. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't cool to be uh uh what what's the word that they, they call us they got for us now? Uh <clears throat> <laughs> what? Not not dwee, but uh, blurred, blurred, blurred. Yeah, yeah blurred. That, that would have been too cool. For yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they didn't have that yet. They didn't have that yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So most of the most of it was just kind of like towing that line between, uh, you know, how much do I have to do? How like how performative do I have to be to sort of fit gotcha. in with with my group <clears throat> of of homies, which are all very you know athlete oriented, right. but then also kind of do my own thing, explore my own, my own shit on, on the outside. So, but it, you know what I mean? It, it was, uh, it was one of those things where it's like, it served me, it served me well. It served me well because when I got to, when I got to college, it was like, where'd you go? I went to University of New Mexico. Okay. So, so, so you just stayed in the background of like your high school. Like, were you the only, were you the only black kid on the team? Or yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. So yeah. So in Albuquerque, it's, uh, it's a uh, minority majority, so it's primarily Hispanic. Right. Um, like I, I want to say, close to like fifty percent, at least it was when I was living there. Yeah. Um, but in, I went to Albuquerque High, which is right in the heart. It's mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the inner city high school. Okay. okay. And uh, public and, school. Yeah, yeah, public right. school. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, the the majority of it, I would say, probably more than fifty percent was Hispanic, and then maybe fifteen to twenty percent was black and then the rest okay. was filled in with, okay. with every other minority right. group right. or you know and and of course uh anglo folk were were there as well <laughs> anglo folk. anglo folk. I, I don't want to say white people's nah. the whites they, they were there too um but i mean it, yeah so it was a super diverse uh high school right. um in in that in that respect uh but yeah i wasn't i wasn't the only the only black person in my school so i you know uh but there was still i mean the majority of my friends were right. were black and Hispanic. Yeah, okay. yeah, interesting. So, how did you finally move over to deciding you wanted to write? How did that come? Were you Man, always like wow. a TV dude, or like what? Yeah, what yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I got this early memory of you know, and if you ask my sister, she'll fucking deny it. But I was like in middle school, and I was like watching some Adult Swim, Cartoon Network bullshit, okay, okay. and I was like, "Man, you know what I want to do? I want to, I want to write." that mm. and my sister's like that's stupid nobody has that job <laughs> yeah fact. you can't do that like and i was like oh okay you're you're right <laughs> she's all of a all of a year and a half older than me right Hilarious. she's the source of fucking wisdom i'm like yeah but i'll stick to basketball <laughs> so uh uh yeah so i it, it, you know early memories of wanting to do it but just not knowing how um and when like i said when i came out of high school i was kind of at a crossroads didn't really know what to do had a mentor who was like uh Hey, you know, if you want to get your school paid for, major in engineering because that's where all the scholarships there are at. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so went to undergrad for mechanical engineering, hated it almost from day one, uh, but stuck with it and wrote it out. Um, you know, graduated again, didn't know what to do. Another crossroads, mm-hmm. um, and and a buddy of mine had just applied to medical school, and I was like. Fuck it, I'll do that too. So, wow. <laughs> just, oh, shit. Took, I'll just go to medical school. Well, yeah, right. The way he talked about it, it seemed like a pretty good idea. Yeah, he was, exactly. you know, I mean, he seemed to be enjoying it, and so I was like, "All right, let me do that." 
Hold on, hold on. Before you continue, I just want to say you sound like my man Uzo over there got 16 degrees and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so once you get on that train, boy, once exactly. you get on the academic training, you just start to, you know, it, it almost kind of like you, you start to, to fall into this rhythm because right. you like, you know how to do that. I know yeah, how to go yeah. from, I know how to go from, you know, once you get into the rhythm of, I know how to perform well in a classroom setting, I can do that. But this uh, this prospect of leaving the safety right. of university Degree. and academia yeah. and going out into the world and working with, with you know, business folk, right. like that's just a world of unknowns, man. Like, okay. you, yeah. you know, and so it's kind of like, in a way, I was, I was more, I was much more comfortable uh, going from, undergrad engineering to medical school because it was something I, like I knew the environment see how you threw out the engineering thing like it wasn't yeah, nothing yeah, didn't yeah, it yeah. <laughs> 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 but I get what you're saying it's his own world and you see the thing and you stay there and as long as you get accepted let's say okay the next four years I don't gotta worry about it this right. is where I'm gonna live this is the thing this is yeah. the housing thing you don't have to deal with all the bullshit totally plus it's, plus it's acceptable by family in a sense like cause you know family's always like what are you doing like, yeah, like, oh, I'm in school. Like uh, you right, in right, school, right, right, you right. could be at Laney Junior College yeah. taking my baby's in school, taking cooking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like if you like, nah, I'm just, I'm just writing. They're gonna be like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sure. sense. You getting that track? Yeah, yeah, and 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 no doubt. I mean, those those skeptical fucking questions were on their yeah. way when you know when I was about to jump it up. And, and I mean, all of this is to say that. Um, the the key if you if you notice in this is that I wasn't really passionate about any of these things like mm. even even basketball I loved to play basketball but basically I was chilling with the homies yeah. it wasn't necessarily basketball that was my passion right. engineering not my passion medicine mm. huh. not my passion mm. and so it kind of came to a point in my life where I was forced to choose I was like you know I can go keep going on this train right. uh, for you know until I'm in my fifties and sixties yeah. just doing things that that my family, my friends think are acceptable, yeah. but what do I want to do, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, mm-hmm. in the, you know, and in the back of my mind, I had that conversation with my sister telling me I'm fucking stupid for wanting to write TV. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, she, she was, she was 15 years old. She didn't know shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm a 30 year old man <laughs> now. Right, yeah. I'm gonna fucking switch it up. Exactly. I'm listening to no 15 year old. It's <laughs> tight. That's tight. What's your passion? That's real. That's yeah. facts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's yeah, super yeah. facts. <clears throat> yeah. But it, it, it took a while to, to for even me to come to to writing. I mean, when I first came out here to LA, how long I, you been in? I've been here since 2014. Okay, so that's a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, been here since 2014. But when I first came out here, I was you know I was pursuing that the acting track. Okay, because um, I can feel you're an actor, and here's why. Here's why. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Let me, let me explain. There is there is a thing that actors do, and I'm saying this because I used to be one. I know. You understand. And you know this from being on stage as a rapper and as a performer. You know where the light is, right? Yeah. Here's what you did. Watch this. Watch this. So my man Uzo sat down over there. I introduced him briefly. And you immediately opened yourself up to him. Mm, ah, (laughs) So that he could be a part of the conversation. Mm. You understand how to do that. Because you're used to being on the stage. You're used to performing with somebody. And you're used to finding your light. And you're used to not upstaging somebody. So I could sense it. As soon as you did it, you opened your body up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, I... I know what this motherfucker. Right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Yes. I like it. even now. Like you see me, I see me glance at Uzu to my right. Like I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to shut my boy out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's real shit. That's real shit. Yeah. Um. So you've been here since 2000. 
14, you said? Yeah, yeah, 2014. Came so, back. So you came here to be an actor. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, I, I, I came here because I took a medical sales job. <laughs> <laughs> that, was like, that was like my cover story. That's that was hilarious. like my, 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 my fucking Clark can't sell in yeah, newspapers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right for the newspaper, Daily Planet. Yeah, I, was, right. I came here for a job uh, doing medical sales. Um, not that I, I didn't hate that. It wasn't that bad at all. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the, the real intent was to come out here to get into an acting studio, to, right. to learn what I didn't even know about acting, which was a lot. Uh, which was all, yep. everything actually because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you weren't acting there no 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 for this thing from I mean you know the uh, the the thing about and New Mexico has a decent theater okay. uh, uh, oh, yeah. situation over there yeah yeah, yeah yeah I mean and, and everything that's coming up with respect right. to production but I wasn't a part of that I mean mm. I, the one thing that that I really noticed in myself that kind of triggered a lot of this at this stage in my life was that I was so the process of going through uh, medical school, there was such a separation between what I would express to people and what mm. I was feeling internally. Like I mm. was just yeah. completely, emotionally I had no depth, no range. When right, I would right, interact right. with people, you know, they, they saw a very muted version of myself and I could see it as well. Mm. And mm. I wanted to be more open with people. I wanted to express, I wanted to, to be my full self. I wanted to be Lil Rodman again. Mm. <laughs> right. we're, we're doing callbacks today. Right? <laughs> I, want, I wanted to be like that full version of my young self and it, and it had just been a, somewhere along the way in engineering and medical school, it had just been killed and I didn't have access mm. to that person anymore. You had to sand down the edges. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you and Uzo knew the top for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were doctor too. You went to school for pharmacy. Pharmacy, okay. Uh, yeah, similar, yeah, similar. Yeah. Yes. Okay. More, I think that's more useful if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> more money in it. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, in the distribution side of the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So I, so I came out here. You know, wanted to kind of uh, rebuild that person. And once I finally got my way into acting classes, it was like fucking mm. rebirth man mm. um you know I, I was i i was connecting with, with parts of myself that i hadn't you know touched we're making this sound real it's intimate over here it but, is. <laughs> but, you, but you but it really you gotta it paint was, the picture it really yeah, was. Right. It was it was all it, you know it was like therapy and, mm. and you know it was just yeah. you know a whole lot of me just kind of you know came back right. um but it took a while um and that kept me on the acting side or I, I stayed on the acting side for for a minute where i was you know primarily just acting um but the uh, the acting studio that I was at, shout out to Howard Fine Acting Studio, oh, yeah, no, no. Um, mm -hmm. was it was a great community and the people that I met that we all wanted to kind of you know work together to put out you know content to to do little shorts mm -hmm. you know things for people's reels and whenever we would do that it'd be kind of like a division of concerns like you know somebody's gonna hold the camera somebody's mm -hmm. gonna direct mm -hmm. you know of course people are gonna act but mm -hmm. you know the one thing nobody wanted to do was fucking write right and so and so i'm like fuck it i'll write it you know i can write some bullshit wow. down mm -hmm. um and so i you know that's where i first started writing and and after that you know i mean that getting a small taste like that passion yeah, yeah, and and that. you get to see the shit immediately. Yeah, you know what I mean, did yeah. you guys probably do it in, in the in the in the acting studio, and then you do it when you shoot it. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and actors are so fucking nice about yeah. everything that you, you give them anything to read. They're like, "This is amazing. This is great. <laughs> yeah. uh, You're so good at this." As long as it's not shit, they'll yeah. be like, yeah. <laughs> "No, like, even if it is, it. they won't tell oh, you." Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. That's where the acting comes in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, especially if you're writing something for them, they're you, they, you know, you have them saying the most wild things, and they'll be like, "Oh my God, this was for me. That's you wrote, tight. you wrote this with me in mind." Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
there. But so. you know what? The, that's hitting on something like I think that we all take for granted. Like writing is fucking hard, man. Yes. Yeah, mm. And only a few people can do it. Mm. Only a few people can do it well. And then mm. only a few people can do the writing on the page and then have the personality, the person side to navigate in the room and all the personal politics yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So like when your sister was like, oh, that's stupid to do a writing thing. Like nobody outside the industry gives writing credit. But I'm like, do you people know how much fucking money writers make? <laughs> no, you, you know what I'm saying? Yes, no, they don't. yes yeah. for sure. That should be like the doctor, lawyer, engineer thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, see, but see, this goes into, you guys have probably heard me talk about this on the podcast, and I'm not afraid to call them out because I think it's some bullshit. Yeah. Um, the NWTV Image Awards, which we always do a panel for. We still do the panel, mm. but we used to. So here's what happened. Let me break it down for y'all. <laughs> Please, let it be broke. So here's what used to happen. They used to reach out to us at the guild, yeah. right? The black committee in particular. Yeah. They're like, here are the scripts or the 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 what they call them, the um, the screeners. Mm-hmm. You know, will you guys pick who the best people are, whatever? Okay. Mm. So we'd read the scripts, analyze whatever bubble. And then when it came to the actual show, of course, as you guys know, if you watch them, they don't even air. That shit's on fucking Saturday or right, some right, shit. You right, know what right, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so we were like, guys, you guys have got to promote the writers yeah, you know what yeah. I mean you, all they care about is the movie stars and all that other stuff and I'm like you guys have got to do this thing so we were getting fed up with it we're, and then they wouldn't even invite us to come oh wow <laughs> so what they would do is invite us if we paid for our ticket that's crazy so the guild had to pay for our ticket okay. to go okay. so we started being that bullshit I'm like yeah. this is some bull- so I'm keeping it real with y'all and they can call me if they want to call me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know I keep shit 100. They yeah. can't deny it. I got receipts, bitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> Literal receipts. Yes. So anyway, um, so eventually we were like, fuck this. Yeah. So what changed was when Lena, who's my co-chair, yeah. Lena Way, she finally won the, um, the Emmy. Yeah. And all of a sudden we were like, Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Okay. We could have had that moment on the BT award. I mean, the wow. Angel Awards. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, it went to the Emmys. We could have had it first. Right, right. Right. And we were like, see, y'all need to change. They were like, well, you know. And I was like, y'all don't care. So it goes to what you were talking about. The reason why our mothers and fathers don't think it's good yeah. because they don't, they don't see, see it. it. They don't see yeah. it. Yeah. To understand that kids should be aspiring to be this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yes, That's it's difficult, problem. but in fuck, it's difficult to be in the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. difficult to be a doctor. You know what I mean? Exactly. But anyway, so yeah, you, I agree. I'm off my horse. <laughs> I agree. And, and also, I think. Tell him, uh, Zay, Tell him. Also, also, I think that. Uh, just seeing more writers that look like you. Yes. That was one of the things that, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, it's like you see everybody doing rap. So you go right into it. Everybody yeah. got bought. Right. So yeah. it's so easy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Even though there's not a major label industry, there's such an indie scene right. that you go right into it. Whereas with film, if we see more people that look like us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like when you see a writer, you're usually seeing a white male. Correct. You know what I'm saying? That is the farthest thing from you. Yeah. And so it doesn't look like a real option. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one thing that I, I want to change and that, you know, I used to tell you, listening to your podcast all the time, hearing creatives who are writers that are black and like are like me mm-hmm. made it seem a lot more possible. And you need that. Yeah. Kobe needed Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Right. LeBron right. needed Jordan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, otherwise, you can't be LeBron. Facts. So, yeah, we got to change that. Yeah, yeah. What you gonna say, something? No, no, all, Deep the, and all of that. Shit. No, because I, I think that that really gets to it, right? Like, if you don't, 
if you don't see that it's possible for it, first of all, people, you could grow up watching TV and you never think about like, oh, who wrote the words? Yeah, who put right. the words? So then it's like, oh, a writer in TV is a thing, right? Because you don't see him go up and get the Emmys. You could right. see a writer because in film, it's like, oh, writer, director, written, right. directed by, you get a sense of that. But then it's like, okay, well, okay, so now that's an option, but what's the inroads even Man. to it? Like, mm-hmm. my beef now, like, having been fortunate enough to be in is like mm-hmm. when I was trying to break in all a lot of the information that I was getting and this is why why your podcast was so valuable because outside of that all the information I was getting about what it takes to do this what to focus on what's important like I've just found out over the last 18 months most of that shit is not true <laughs> you know what I mean and everybody's different yeah everybody's, everybody's road in is gonna be different yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's the thing is like there's not one way to make it like yeah. my story is my story yeah. that may or may not apply to you yeah. just because of the way stuff happens but i think the idea that for me coming into the game later in life after yeah. having multiple careers having I was 47 kids, before i got my big big break no yeah, i hear you, yeah. you know what i mean i've been doing shit i was already in the guild but it wasn't a big break that got me there yeah. right you know what i mean so it's 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 all different and i was stressed yeah. about that because i was like man if only i was like 22 coming out of ucla <laughs> right. yeah. film school right but then you realize like what people want is they want the life experience like yeah. they're yeah. so valuable yep. like you know nobody's it's, it's weird because your writing has to be on a high level for you to get in the room, for you to just, you know, be in the mix, right? But that's not what's gonna get you the gig. What's no. gonna get you the gig is, oh, we're writing the show where the lead, the number one, has got like a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm raising like a teenager we just dropped on for college right. last right. week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why they're hiring me. Right. It's not because mm-hmm. like I can outright everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can produce and deliver and I'll do it on time and I'll give you what you asked for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's other people who could do that. But it, it's all that other stuff. So like, I think. That's something that I wished I had heard when breaking in because you don't realize like what you, you always talk about your superpower, right? Mm-hmm. And like, what is that? And life experience is, is one of those things because I think the biggest misconception I had was that when you get in the room, it's all about your writing. Yeah. And you hardly oh, write no. at all. You're right. Nah, you could be in a mini room ten weeks. You yeah. don't put pen yeah. to paper for nothing. nothing. Nah. Yeah. You don't write so anything. So if you spend that time waiting yeah. to prove yourself on the yeah. page to make yourself valuable to the room, right. you're gonna leave them with nothing. You exactly. know, and and that's the kind of thing that I think you guys talk about. You and Chris especially. Um, mm. and, but you, it's again for kids listening. Like this is your way in. So it's like yeah, you gotta. It's a possibility. This is an option for you. Right. But then what does that mean? You got to go live a fucking life. Yeah. And, here's, and here's the thing that, like, I was listening, as, as I was listening to you, Ra, what I was thinking about was, oh, this cat's interesting. You know, not only are you the stereotypical, just to hear me out, and I'll finish the yeah. talk. <laughs> the, the, the brother who comes from playing ball, mm. right, all the sports that are popular, yeah. you walk in a room like, oh, he's probably a football or basketball player. Immediately, right? Mm. But you broke the mold and went, oh, but I'm also an intellectual, right? I mm-hmm. also went to school for this. I went to get, went to get my doctorate, went engineer. Like, there's yeah. all these other bells that you're not supposed to be also, yeah, right? So, and I'm not sure, you probably know more about how, how your interview went with your, your, um, your, uh, sh- your to, to get staffed on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would bet, and I don't know what the story's about or, you know, the show, but somebody picking up with um, what Amadou was talking yeah. about, somebody on that staff worked for you. Yeah. Somebody in the in the in the cast was like this. The the showrunner was like, "Ooh, Raw knows about engineering." Just yeah. as an example. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But you have to know how to sell yourself quickly without going. Here's my superpower. You have right. to just talk about it. 
like yeah. as if it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And let them see, oh, this dude's fucking interesting. You know, oh, this is a show about such and they got a daughter. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. my daughter's about to go to mm-hmm. college and blah blah. Oh, my daughter, you do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> you, you, you got to have somebody show yes. you how to do that. Yeah. Like for me, that was the first time I met Ben. Right, right. we're sitting having coffee, and so grateful he took the time to meet with yeah. me. I'm a nobody, whatever. And so he's like, "Tell me about yourself." I tell him my story, you know, and you, you're kind of glossing over stuff. He's like, right. "Okay, that's interesting, but here's how I would do it." Yeah, and yeah. he told my life story back to me. Right in like two and a half minutes that was so exciting, <laughs> compelling. I was like, oh shit, I Facts. would hire this cat. Facts. You know, and he's like, that's the way you need to present yourself. Yeah. And I was like, got it. Yeah. Like, ben did the same thing with me, which is crazy. <laughs> okay. ben, ben met up with me before I got in a fellowship. Shout out to Ben Watkins. Ben Watkins, oh, yeah, yeah. Ben, the big homie. Boss man. Yes. <laughs> before any of that stuff was happening, he met, met me up for coffee mm. and um, did the same thing where we was just talking. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And then one thing he really helped me with was like, I was like, man, I got this pilot I wanna do. I wanna write an hour long. I was like, you know, do I have to write an hour long, you know, that has no cussing? Cause for some reason I thought like, (laughs) in order to get staffed on like ABC or something like that, that I, he was like, nah, man. He was like, mine had cussing in it, man. Just do your thing and you know what I mean? And I was like, okay. They're looking for voice. Voice, exactly. And and that's key cause I feel like coming in, I see a lot of upcoming writers who are um, writing the wrong thing. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think, I think figuring out what the right thing is, is crucial. Because otherwise you'll just be swimming in a circle, like you know what I'm saying. And there's a lot of people that swimming in a circle because they haven't figured out how to channel into that personal story, that thing that they need to be writing. Because I feel like you're trying to copy everything else. Yo, yeah, yeah. Now, now we're gonna get into it because the three of us (laughs) go. Let's go. We just finished. We were all in the same uh, mentoring program fellowship program year-long great amazing program tell it Uh, can you say what it is yeah yeah mentorship matters they're they're starting up their second second uh cohort now fantastic they paired each of us writers were paired with our own showrunner mentor for a year who was your mine was melanie marnage oh amazing great about you aaron thomas oh there you go yeah i I was paired with uh graham roland oh good Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so you know the idea is that so they 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 brought us back in to read submissions for this next upcoming class okay. and yeah, to yeah. Saeed's point man mm-hmm. yo I'm not gonna lie that shit was painful <laughs> because we each got 20 scripts to read and like I recommended four out of them that I could stand behind mm-hmm. and it wasn't even close the rest of them and the thing that surprised me was that all of the ones that I didn't wreck had the same problem like mm-hmm. it wasn't even a variety if you do right. this way yeah, and yeah. one of the problems was like Saeed's saying Where's your, there's no voice in this. Like right. anybody could have written this. Mm-hmm. Even when they're like, their video testimonial, their letter mm-hmm. of interest, like, I want to write for TV because I don't see myself on the screen and I don't see this experience <laughs> reflected. Typical. And then you read you yeah. read what they wrote mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, anybody could have written this. Like a 53-year-old white dude could have right. written this, but you're like a 23-year-old Filipino living mm-hmm. in like East Harlem. You know what I mean? Right. There's no mm. voice. So that's the thing. And that's something that people don't, I mean, it's hard because you can't just say to somebody, "Oh, find your voice." You well, can, me, but you, here's yeah. let me let me elaborate on this. I was just talking about this a few weeks ago with some other writers on the show. Here's there's and I've said this. There's a reason why I have so many scripts I've written. Mm-hmm. Right. Number one is because there's some of them are versions of versions. Right. We've all done that. We're like, oh, this is a horror version. Mm-hmm. Here's my drama version. Just spitballing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the reason I was able to switch between sci-fi and drama and historical and biopics and whatever was because I, my themes I write about are the same. Mm. Yep. Right? Bingo. So yep. no matter what I do, you always see, oh, this is an underdog story. Mm-hmm. Right? In some way, I could be in space. Yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. is the fucking runt trying to get something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If it's historical, somebody is the fucking runt trying to get something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No matter what it is. And to me, when you find that you can do that, that's when you can experiment and write about other things and whatever. Yeah. And because the theme stays the same. And that's where you hear my voice in particular. But see, but what they tell you when you're trying to break in is, oh, you got to pick your genre. Do you write hard? Do you write yeah. sci-fi? Do you write this? And the writers that I look up to in the careers that, that uh, I want to emulate, like Melanie Martin, is a perfect mm-hmm. example. She's written on... She's written on... She got her first gig on, like, Big Love. Then she wrote on The Big C. Then she wrote for, like... Anything with a B in it. Right. (laughs) No Winter Sun. Then the OA. So it's, like, gritty cop drama in Chicago. Elevated Mm sci-fi. Mormon guy with all the wives. Because she writes characters in dynamic relationships. Like, that's what her thing is. So, yeah, like you said, if you can do that, man, if you write about humanity and about Mm -hmm. how humans relate to each other, you could write on a Marvel show. You could write on a historical... You could write The Crown. You could write... So that's the thing is like, and that's what's going to make you valuable because if you just pitch yourself as like, oh, my brand is I'm an elevated horror, right? Well, yeah. okay. Or what I'm like that? a sci-fi thing because the thing is like, if you're a Batman, I don't even know freak, what that means. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, <laughs> that's the key. That's another thing. That's the key. It drives too. me. I'm an elevated. Who the fuck started this yeah. elevated horror shit? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Versus grounded horror. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> But grounded, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was just gonna say I, it. It took me a while to figure out um, how to pitch myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Because I used to just be like, "Well, I'm a dramedy writer." Well, it ain't no dramedy show. <laughs> especially when you're yeah. trying to do fellowships, right? Yeah. Because they only have there's only five people they letting in. Yeah. Three gonna be drama writers and two gonna be comedy. If you say you dramedy, good luck. Yep, like you know what I'm saying because yeah. there ain't no shows I could fit you on mm-hmm. so it took me a while to be like alright damn it man I gotta figure out another way mm-hmm. and that's when you start looking above like you say mm-hmm. at your writing and being like oh these are the themes yep. redemption mm-hmm. yep. underdog yep. you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah. Um, so yeah you start pitching that mm-hmm. yep. instead of saying I'm a comedy writer. And you see their eyes light up, man, when you pitch yeah. that to executives. Because yeah. they're like, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why, it, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, like, the the things that we're that we're talking about here, I I feel like it relates to to acting because hmm. when we talk about acting, the biggest thing that's that separates people who are just, you know, coming out to LA trying to act for the first time versus people who've been out here studying acting for years, the pros is and, and, and I've heard Hillary you've talked about this a lot in the past it's kind of like you have to learn your approach you have to learn the craft of acting um, and I try to demystify you know that relating to writing I try to demystify it when, when talking to younger people about who are trying to break into writing trying to stay away from the term voice uh, because it is so vague you know what does it yeah. mean mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I've, I've started using and had some success using the term philosophy you need a huh. philosophy as a writer like, I like that. And, and what, what that means, too, is that you have to think to yourself, what makes a good story, mm-hmm. right? That's your philosophy. You can, you can read a book and somebody can tell you, you can take a class, somebody can tell you all these, make, give these answers to you, but you need to find out what that means to you. And, and, and to your point where, you know, when you're talking about underdog stories, that, you know, that's, your, that's your, the, 
like a core philosophy mm-hmm. to what makes you know good and compelling stories redemption great good and compelling theme to, to to drive these stories forward but you need to have a philosophy on a variety of different things on you know what makes for good dialogue what makes for good conflict what makes for you know a strong resolution that's going to be satisfying to your reader right. or to your audience and once you get that philosophy on a variety of different elements that's when your voice has taken shape is you have opinions about mm-hmm. this character you know when when you're trying to form your villain you have an opinion about what makes a, a strong villain right. and and the, the more you believe in your philosophy the stronger your voice is going to be because you can you can sit up there and you could you know somebody can ask you they say well you did this with this character in act two i don't think that's necessary why did you know that right. you, that's not necessary to the story and you can tell them you say i did this for a very specific reason you know reaching back into your bag of philosophy mm-hmm. and you can explain to them people so it's good at, at combating notes and maintaining your uh maintaining your voice and not saying you should be combative to, no- to notes take every note. no 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 but no. sometimes you know we get in those situations <clears throat> where we get a note and it's it's like a direct violation of your voice it's like if i take this right. out at least at least it feels that way if i take this out it's not me anymore this right. is right. you know does he need a mother yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, that that's real though because I think it gets to what you said earlier about passion, right? Because yeah. for all of that to work, you have to be writing scripts, stories that you have a passion for. Like mm. when I used to teach photography, I would have, you know, because everybody's thing is like, oh, what kind of photographer do you want to do? And you ask people like, oh, I like to shoot anything. I'm like, no, that's a lie. So what I would I have, agree. what I, I would agree. have students do is uh, back in days we were making small little prints, like make a two by two print of your last year's worth of stuff. Just spread them out across the floor. Yeah and look at those. And if you've been honest with yourself of when you decide to press the shutter button, mm-hmm. you're gonna see some themes and patterns emerge yeah. Yeah. in that group of photographs yeah. that just subconsciously, of yeah. like why did you press the shutter button? Yeah. So it, it could be as like, oh, well, I like architecture, or I like mm-hmm. you know flowers at night, or whatever like thing. And that's, okay, so that's mm-hmm. what the universe is coming through your body. That's what you're attracted to. Now spend six months photographing just that. Right. Yeah. And then you hone your voice and you find it. So I mm-hmm. think like for scripts too, like I don't know how you found like what your philosophy, core philosophy was. Oh, easily. It goes back to, here's what it was. I think I was five or six scripts in and my husband usually reads my scripts mm-hmm. to give me like punctuation and grammar. And he was like, can I ask you something? I said, mm-hmm. he says, I'm noticing every single script you write at some point, somebody come, comes across a gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I realized that's my underdog person Got in you. me. Got you. When I'm in the hood or in the streets or wherever yeah. I am, I'm always like, oh, don't go down that street. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I yeah. can mm-hmm. feel it, I can smell it, I can sense it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. That hood thing. And so I was like, if they're going there, they're gonna probably run into these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So they were in all of my stories. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, yep. I'm writing about a character who wouldn't go down that street. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just in every story. Yeah, and you weren't yeah. even consciously thinking about yeah. it, repeating it each time. Yeah. You were like, this is me. Because like, that's a similar right. thing with mine. I just looked at my scripts. Because the whole thing of like, how are you going to pitch yourself? What's your brand? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck my brand is. <laughs> so I read like four of my scripts. And I was like, oh, I see some similarities here. Yeah. Different stories, different continents, whatever. But I'm like, each lead in it has this. They're struggling with this. They're an outsider. They're torn between a sense yeah. of duty and obligation versus what's going to make them their true selves. And I was mm-hmm. like... Oh, that's it. That's my brand. And yeah. bro, when I pitch that to execs, yeah, like they just get really excited because they're like, "Hey, thank you for doing the work." Yep. So I don't have to spend like thirty questions <laughs> trying to find out, out who what you your are. shit is. Yeah. yeah, and also you're like, "That's some relatable shit." 
You know, and it's I, super specific, but everybody. Yeah, I say I write underdog stories in the murder, death, kill world. Mm. Yeah. So mm, that could tight. mean a lot of things. But when I start explaining, you know, the murder, death, kill world, I'm like, somebody might die. Yeah. Somebody, you know what I mean? So yeah, I start to tell yeah. you the things that's going on. And, and it could be like a historical film or whatever, but somebody's going to die. Yeah. Yep. Somebody's going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it mm-hmm. still has those themes in it. Let me ask you, so when you think about yourself, when you tell people the type of writer, what, what do you say for yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, I usually lead with the, with the fact that I write stories of, about characters of color who are, uh, suffer, suffer some form of uh, fractured morality, hmm. um, usually due to like a, like a past trauma, um, and that they're further poisoned by the toxicity of their environment, which, which encourages them to, to do bad. And hmm. watching those characters struggle to be good mm-hmm. um, when they you know to, to refine their morality in a, in a world that doesn't necessarily reward good behavior right. like that I find infinitely fascinating um, and they're a result of their environment yeah so yeah, yeah 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 that they're they're you know it's it's you know even the saying now, like mm-hmm. you know, just kind of listen to this conversation. I'm like, I need to recraft this because I want my character. <laughs> I want my characters to be more active. And it's like, in just looking at the way in which you know I present my themes, this is a very passive character. Somebody, mm-hmm. you know, the fractured morality, some trauma happened to them. Right, right. The right, world right. around them is being unfair to them, right. and they have to struggle against it to be good. Um, but that's a very passive thing. And so I'm like, man, I need to, I need to, I need but to you fix know some things. Yeah, but I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. And what's great about yours is it's conflict, conflict, yeah, conflict, definitely. conflict. Because yeah. if you're yeah. like, oh, I'm just writing about a sad sack who's down in his luck <laughs> and everything bad sad, happens, assuming his wife is leaving, it's like, really, where's the, exactly. we can't make TV out of this. Is that, exactly. is that what I sound like? Did I take that tone? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Further in tox- <laughs> toxicity of his environment. No, but like I'm saying, like when you part of your bitching and stuff, it's like, you got to give people. You got to give them conflict because that's yeah. got to be, yeah, yeah. and you got to give them legs. Like this story has, and that's a, that's a whole. I think we don't, as consumers of TV, we don't always think of that. Like non-writers of like conflict, mm. but that's what it's. Yeah. That's when you're making TV. Yeah, it's about conflict on billions now. With my outline, like every scene's got to have yeah. conflict. There's got to be. It's, you know, at a certain level, there's got to be a boxing match. Yeah, like, and if it's not that, I know I'm getting notes back of like, yeah, but. What's going on here? Where have we moved on from? What are we getting to? You know, yeah. where you feel like bad for putting these characters who, damn, dude can't make it through like a day without no. some shit yeah. going on. But you're like, no, that's why we watch television. That's why we That's why we tune in. But but also sometimes it'll be simple. Like they told me, you here for your jokes. Mm. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a staff writer. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, but then they start seeing the other stuff Mm. that I had right. like you know what I mean so yeah. it's like sometimes it could be simple mm. like you in here for this you in there for this right. and yeah. I appreciated you know them being honest like you here for your jokes alright cool I'll make sure I got five jokes yep. yeah. a day yep like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. none of them might land. <laughs> none yeah. of them might land. But like, you yes. came prepared and that's what yes. I'm looking at. That's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, oh my man came. Okay. He yeah. didn't you know, none of this get but you gotta remember they don't get on not because it's not good. No. Yeah. They don't get on because it didn't work with the story and we decided to go that way. You know what I mean? Whatever the reasons are. The thing that we were talking about the other day was Ben is always talking about everybody is always focused on the top of the call sheet. Mm-hmm. What about the other supporting characters? Like, be the person who comes Facts. in the room. Yeah. Now, mind you, sometimes you're doing a run on one person, and that's a different yeah. thing. 
But yeah. when you guys are just breaking story and you know blue sky and be like, you know what? I was th- I woke up this morning. You didn't really do this. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it just occurred to me. Yeah, on the way over here. I woke up this morning and I woke up this morning <laughs> and I heard a disturbing sound. <laughs> and so, in essence. You you want to say like oh I woke up this morning I was thinking about you know the character of Cynthia you know what if Cynthia did this mm-hmm. thing see what happened to me when I was a kid that was an interesting thing yeah. I always go back to my childhood mm. because it tells you I have more stories mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. a lot of people just go here's the pitch yep. I say here's the story behind the pitch yep. but it's just a little yep. quick mm. it's not a long three minute it's just a little this thing happened it was hella funny or it was hella scary it was hella dangerous whatever it was yep. and then I get on it what if she did something like that yep. you know what I mean and I just move right in and everybody's like oh that's interesting and then they remember yep. the story it may not even happen that way but right. there might be a kernel in there exactly that they could use that story you told yeah. not even about the pit, the before the story the before the pitch the story that's gonna trigger something like two yeah. three weeks later and something else I just wanna jump back on that you said that's so important not every pitch has to land like uh-huh. and it's not going to and yeah. i think when you come oh, into yeah. a room yeah. the frightening part is you're like the worst feeling is when you have a pitch that just dies mm. in the room <laughs> you're like well i know they're coming to fire me tomorrow i'm gonna start cleaning <laughs> out my office yeah. and you gotta accept like that's not the goal the goal is to put something out there so a decision can be made on it yay or nay right. Yeah. whatever right and that's your job is to bring material bring material and it's great when they win but like Everything doesn't have to be a home run. Mm. Like you could be a single, and sometimes your job mm. is just to bunt, so somebody, person behind you, <laughs> yeah. can take yeah. it over. Or sometimes you got to just tire the pitcher out and take three. You know, you got to take a long at bat <laughs> so that the next guy comes. Take somebody cool. legs out. <laughs> that's where that's where sports comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, like playing sports all my life, knowing that like you can't take what happened in at bat two mm-hmm. to at bat four mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make yeah. an error you got to yeah. get that over with right. fast yeah. if you miss a tackle you got to get that over with fast yeah, so yeah. it's almost like that really helped and prepared me for when you get in a room where it's like yeah, the next down is coming you can't do nothing anyway mm-hmm. and and right. what's funny is your superiors will see that yeah, like man. when i met with one of the superiors a little while ago after the show ended he was like one thing i appreciated about you was that every day you showed up with a good attitude right. and ready to work. Because right. what'll happen is you bomb and you're gonna be like, oh, bruh, yeah. today was just, <laughs> yeah. I didn't you have it. sulking and Yeah, shit. can't yeah. go to sleep, nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah. And then you can't show up with right. that same, you gotta be like, all right, man. Yeah. <sighs> new, new, new at bat. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so. You gotta be like, yeah, that shit was corny. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But here's the thing is, what you're showing, you're helping the showrunner. Cause yeah. if, if you're coming in sulking, now you you just put something on the play of the showrunner where they gotta pull you aside and say, hey, man, keep yep. it up. Like, that's yeah. just taking two minutes yeah. away from them when they should have been dealing yep. with some more important shit. Yeah, yeah. So when you come in, like, yo, I'm ready, they're like, I don't have to worry about Saeed. Nah. Yep. Yeah. He's good. Facts. Yeah, Facts. Yeah. And that shit is so valuable, man. Facts. So you just had your, uh, Ra, you just had your first experience on the show. Yeah. Um, what's it been like for you? How's it, is it, is it everything you thought it was going to be? Let's yeah, put it like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shoot, you know, let's uh, me not. As much it. as you can talk. Yeah, oh, no, I can. Um, you know. Curse. Saeed, Saeed really hit it on, on the head there. I got, I got a similar note from, from one of the, the upper level producers. Uh, you know, it's like, they're basically saying like every time 
you know, the room started, we're, we're still in the Zoom room, right. you know, always had a smile on my face, always mm -hmm. had good energy, ready to contribute, always, you know, happy to be there. And I'm like, shit, that's because I'm fucking getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you, you guys think that, that I'm, you, you think that's performative. I, I look at my check every time the, the room starts. I just feel like, all right, let's get back to the Zoom. Come on. All right, guys. Yeah. But, uh, but no, and, it's. And he got in the guild. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the guild. The health insurance. Health exactly. insurance. Woo, man. Two, yeah. two for one. I got, I got a dentist dentist. You know, yeah, not, right, not right. like, not like I, you're not, not going like, to the school with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, you got a degree? Wow, wow. I'm used to little Ray Ray doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Those getting those getting those hood caps, right? Yeah. But um, but no, it you know bringing in that good energy, it makes a huge difference to them because they've already like the the joy of coming back to the room is. Not that it's gone for them, yeah. but they don't feel it the same way you do when you're when Facts. you're first starting out. And so if I can, you know, if I'm reflecting that, if that energy is coming from me and they feel it, mm -hmm. it's kind of like they're, yeah. you know, it, 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 it lightens the mood of the room in general. Um, that's that's basically uh, the, the best advice I could give is, is, you know, no matter what's going on with you, remember, you're you're doing the damn thing mm -hmm. and it takes a, it's hard to break in. And so when you do fucking soak up every second of it enjoy it the, the thing that i've learned is staff writers in particular have got to learn to take the pressure off of themselves Facts. Mm. and <clears throat> you gotta know you you run in imposter syndrome fucking for the whole 20 weeks you're there yeah. you're mm -hmm. always worried mm -hmm. about being fired like yeah, there's yeah. just something about it and i get it been there Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but when you come out of it and like I'm a do now you're in another show you've bumped up another level there's a little bit more ease about some of the stuff but you're still worried about losing oh, your fucking time oh you still bring that every day <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't go away but you have to keep telling yourself what my superpower is mm -hmm. and, yep. and, and I go back to that a lot and because the more you know it that you could bring value in some way the more you're like Okay, that shit didn't land, but I know when we get to the character of Sarah, I'm gonna kill that shit because my sister is just like her. Mm -hmm. Whatever, mm -hmm. whatever the thing is, you gotta find your connection with those characters in some way, mm. you know. Yep. And and I don't care if you haven't lived and you haven't done a lot of things that we were talking about. Yeah. Life experience really does help you. Yeah. But you know somebody like somebody. Yeah. And you've seen him on TV. Yeah. Like somebody, so you can pull things from people. People just don't take the time to think. You know, yeah. to really analyze each and one of every one of these characters. Your characters on Billions, for example, are are powerful, powerful characters. But there's so many powerful characters in real life where you could pull things from yeah. that may not be nothing like the character, but you could pull things from them yeah. Yeah. to add to the. You know what I mean? So you you could always just gotta search your uh, uh, environment around you yeah. to really take the time to put things up on the board as much as you can or at least to have ideas yeah. and ideas come from like I would have days where I'd just go home and be like okay all these kids are in the 80s and the whatever and then let me just mm -hmm. let me go back and watch right. all right. the 80s movies and it brought so much shit out mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. whatever it was for you just to get into the headspace. Yeah. let me just listen to 80s music for the next two weeks yep. yeah. you know what I mean whatever it is it just keeps you in that headspace. so when people are talking about like, you know what we'll be playing right now if we play this song by Depeche Mode and blah blah blah, blah yeah. and there's something about it, you still contributing in all kind of ways yeah. and it's even easier too like all that is 100% true but the low hanging fruit is like be nice to people. Fact. Just be yeah. fucking nice. Like, 
in our room. So <clears throat> on the billions room, so we're meeting in person, right? In right. in New York. And man, just be nice to the support set. Like I came in day one, I was bringing like pastries from the fucking Italian <laughs> thing. And I walked in, you know, you can give them to the show running, give them to the right. Mm-hmm. I walked in to give them to like the, you know, writer's assistant script. And they're like, yeah. oh my God, thank you so much. I'm like, right. I'm just being, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's like, that shit goes a long yeah. way. And you're not doing it from some Machiavellian point of view. You're just like, look, I brought some shit, have yeah. some. And, but because not everybody does that, like that gets no, like the receptionist, just learn the receptionist name. So yep. you can come in and say, hey, Tasha, what's up? That, that makes a huge mm-hmm. difference because people are feeling seen and respected. And this is regardless of whatever you're doing inside the room. Right. But if people want to work with you, man, people want to work with you. As long as you're not a psycho and you can, and if you can turn in the, the goods on the page, like why wouldn't they want somebody that remembers a, their name? I have another suggestion I tell writers. You also want to be, you want to know the script coordinator. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So I remember... I even asked her one day, I said, hey, can you do me a favor when we're done with the room? Just go over the board with me. I want to see, and it's like, you know, the whole um, um, schedule. I mm-hmm. want to see how she breaks down the schedule mm. and how she works back and forth with the studio yeah. so that I can know as a producer right. how, to, how she works with it. So when we're changing, you know, the colors of fucking scripts, why? From yeah. her point of view, I know in general, but mm. I wanted to know from her point of view how she's analyzing and telling writers don't do this and don't do that and make sure you do this and she went through the thing and I was like oh man I'm so far ahead of so many more people just because (laughs) this information knowledge you know what I mean so don't be afraid to use them too Yeah, you know take them to lunch or whatever the fuck you can do be like yo let me just holler at you right quick because I'm watching you and you're doing some cool stuff I want to learn see you just saying that like just I'm watching you I see you Mm -hmm. I appreciate you man that shit goes such a long way And assistants move, so it's like oh yeah, and then five years they're gonna be hiring you. Development, like it it was an assistant I knew, and um, you know I was just being nice to her. She was setting up zooms or whatever in the zoom instead of just being silent. I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Da 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 da. Is talking and. Now she's a development exec for nice. A24 TV. Yep. So it's like yeah, just wow. being nice, you yep. know what I'm saying, two years later, that fast. That fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's like you definitely, you know, treat everybody how you want to be treated. But also, you know, in this game, it's a very small. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, being, yep. you know, being, you know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's just small world. Small world, man. Small world. <laughs> if you fuck up, it's going to get around. Mm, facts. But if you, yeah. but if you kick an ass, that's going to get around too. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Definitely. So check it out. We got my man Uzo over here listening to us. He's on his way to get himself on staff. Um, yeah. I'm going to have you come sit where I'm sitting right quick. I want you to just talk for a quick second. Uh, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> But while you got a bunch of writers on here who are, of course, um, um, uh, Amadou has been on a couple seasons of different shows. Um, these two guys are on fresh on shows. You're about to be on a new show because we got some shit for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, and uh, so if you got any questions for him, yeah. come on and have a seat. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself. All right, I'm Uzal Chijoke. Um, I primarily write stories about characters that have had strong opinions on who they should be placed on them um, by the world and reacting to the, what, that, what that should be like and how to overcome you know, those uh, perceptions. Um, but I guess the question I'll ask for all of you that are currently writing on shows, um, how are you finding time to balance 
writing for your shows as well as writing for yourself, whether that's specs um, or any other creative media that you're into. Uh, you, uh, you, you in there right now? Yeah, so I, how I, can do you speak, do I can speak yeah. directly to this because uh, I think it's something that we that uh, the three of us have talked about before, and that is that, especially if you're if you're grinding, writing all the time, trying to break in, you know, fellowship is coming, fellowship season's coming around. You're always getting your scripts ready, and you come from that tempo of always creating, and then you hit a room it's going to feel like you slammed on the brakes going 90 miles an hour yeah. mm-hmm. because you are just not because you got you got a whole room full of folks especially when you're, you're coming into like a, a season one where you're doing a lot of blue skying about the season you're not riding with the same pace and intensity as you are for like season three episode you know 19 um and so for me in my experience um the 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 bigger issue is that you i kind of i needed to write to have a creative outlet because so much of what's going on in the room is not writing and it's it's more a reflection of the upper level producers and what they want to see and you need to be accessible and provide stories to help them push their story forward but you're not writing in the traditional sense um, and so but that can be that can be really frustrating because you know as we, we've talked about before you could be pitching a lot and those ideas aren't getting included in the stories they're not even getting up on the board it's you know you're not taking that personal, but you need to you need to have an outlet because at the end of the day, we're still writers and writers write. Yeah. So for me, like my show, it's a it's a sci-fi show. I won't say too much about it, but it's a sci-fi show, um, high concept. You know, set in a time period not our own. Um, I, the way that I balance, at first I was trying to write on my own outside of the show, but the problem is that so much of my ideas, if I'm sticking to that genre, which is where I which is where I, I live. Is mostly in the sci-fi world. Um, is that a lot of my ideas were bleeding over? Like I was sharing ideas for things in the room. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to write something different and distinct. So I was like, you know, I I got this fucking idea for a pilot about, you know, fucking Abraham Lincoln running for the Senate in eighteen fifty-eight, <laughs> and it couldn't be any more different than the show that I'm writing on now. You know, historical fiction versus science fiction, uh, and it it was a great way to like it it like lit up my imagination and my mind and as as far as they are different and distinct um with respect to subject matter it's crazy the amount of overlap that i was seeing just because at the end of the day we're writing humans at no matter what the context we're talking about humans and human relationships um and so by doing that by writing this on you know on my free time it was enriching what i was able to pitch in the room and so all of this this is a long ass answer I'm realizing this. We, we ain't got a timer on this one, but all of this is to say that it's why we call it the rant room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 you invited the wrong motherfucker to the rant room, bro. Because I'm like, I got, overtime. I got shit to Go say. Ahead. Overtime. Holding this in. We in overtime. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no. But all of this is to say that it's kind of like it's almost imperative that you that you learn, not necessarily well, that you that you try to at at the very least continue to write your own stuff while you're in the room, especially at, when you're at the lowest level, um, just because it's gonna it's, make you a better writer. Yeah, yeah, I got I, I got an opposite answer. Oh, <laughs> you go. No, you, you're not gonna be able to write. You know what I'm saying? Because so much of my, my time mm. is thinking about these characters, trying to pitch, um, that you know you, you you could like loosely think of a project like oh yeah you know on saturday i might like spitball some ideas but no nah, like I, you, you and i'm on a comedy show 
That's yeah. 30 minutes and it, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm trying to come up with jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think so it's you're not going it's hard, especially as a staff writer. But I will say this though, one thing you notice is that you do have to write when you get out of there though because I think you'll notice when you get in a room you'll start asking people like you working on anything and they're like yeah. nope 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 and you'll start noticing that you could get in a cycle of just being staffed and never creating anything mm. which is cool you know what i'm saying because you know you're getting paid and you're working but if you have a passion to create your own shows then you have to make sure because you're gonna get out get to balling getting your money getting new cars like hilliard you know what i'm saying and yeah, and, yeah. and you ain't you know you gotta balance it so you definitely gotta write when you're out of the room asap you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. yeah all right watch this i'm gonna split the difference oh oh you, all right, all right, this is great so here's the thing i think staff writer first gig your number one priority is how you're performing in that room so j- again just from my experience anytime the showrunner would reference a movie if i hadn't seen that night that's yeah, what I'm watching if they're talking about TV shows anything that they're referencing you don't know that's your homework and that takes up a lot of time like we had to watch they were assigning us homework of movies like it's funny every, now both TV shows all the references and stuff to watch has always been films so that could be like three hours out of your night every day um, I think as you as the room goes on and you get more settled in I would challenge our definition of what writing is you could yeah. be working on a pitch for a pilot it doesn't before you while you're breaking in writing is like doing a script putting pages out. i wrote five pages today when you're in a room it can be a nice break to say like okay let me turn off these characters from the show for a minute and let me think about this this pitch for this film or this pilot that i want to do and it's informed now by what you've seen about the storytelling masterclass you've picked up from the writers in this room mm. so like ross said it's not the 90 miles an hour of you just turning out pages every day Um, But after you're making sure you're taking care of business in the room, you know, give yourself a break. First, congratulations. Like you made you got in this thing now. So like breathe for a minute, like just watch those checks come in. But then also because like say you're saying you're a creative person, you don't unless you say, I just want to staff. I just want to be on the corporate ladder. I never want to have my own show. I don't want to do this. Then fine. You don't have to write another thing for the rest of your career. But if you do want to run your own show one day, you know, writing how to pitch like that takes time out of the day sending it to your reps getting feedback from them like to me that's all that's all writing yeah so yeah and, and, and to sort of extend that thought into time with, with some of the things that, that Saeed was saying in, in, in fairness uh, when the room was in session I, I didn't I wrote only outlines um, from the this was like from a period of, of January to April, you guys know you guys read 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 the script, but you guys also know what happened, right? I was outlining, outlining, outlining the script that I was that I was writing while being in the room, or sorry, outside of the room. I should clarify that outside of the room. Uh, and then once the room broke at the beginning of April, what happened? I wrote this fucking script two weeks, mm. yeah. two weeks, pumped yeah, yeah, it out because yeah, yeah. I just it just been I've been living with it, but not actually the work of putting you yeah. know pen to paper or fingers, fingers to, to keyboard. keyboard. Thank yep. you, Saeed. There you go. <laughs> nah, I'm with you. Uh, but it, yeah, it, but it was, uh, it was, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, the the pressure to actually turn out pages was a little bit too much for being in a room. But once that room was over, it was like, okay, I don't know when this room's starting back up again. I got to get this out before. Yeah. Before. And listen, you're gonna learn so much about storytelling in a room of like. Right. five six seven people who've been doing this shit for 10 15 years yeah, yeah that your approach to how you write your stuff is going to change so give yourself a minute to let that sink in 
and mm-hmm. absorb, you know, because you you should be a much you should be a better writer after coming out of your first room than you went in because now you've seen how like professionals even do this. though you're not writing much exactly yeah, yes. 100 exactly 100 uh, so a follow-up question to that um so oftentimes on twitter or or other um platforms we hear a lot about screenwriting rules so for for you for you breaking in uh, how much of that do you think was following the rules versus you know doing your own thing in certain areas or not Man, this is this is my pet peeve. I gotta go first. You gotta let that rule shit go, man, because you're gonna see, you're gonna see exceptions to every single rule of shit that gets made, shit that that makes a lot of money. But here's the catch: the folks who did that already had. They were at a level where they could do that, where they yeah. could say, "I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna have a script that's like all caps and half a page, whatever." You know what I mean? Like, the rules are for when you're trying to break in because what you're trying to do is not give somebody an excuse to put down your script right. so like if somebody says a rule like our pilots they got to be under 60 pages but then you're just like i read just read severance or whatever like i don't know how many pages that was 67. this was 63 67 yeah. pages that means the rule isn't a hard and fast but that doesn't mean that you can break that rule because mm. when we were reading these pilots for this fellowship man if i saw something that was like 67 pages i'm like oh like I was giving everybody twenty pages I would read. I was being very generous. Mm. But if I saw something overly <laughs> long that I felt was abusive of my time, all right, you getting like ten pages. So mm. the rule thing, like keep it in your pocket because you don't you just don't want to give them a reason to say no. Yeah. Right? And the, the 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 script could be great, but if the formatting is fucked up or if it's too long or if it's too short, you just had somebody that said, Well, take that off my pile. That gives me an extra half hour tonight where I could like, you know, go make dinner. Yeah. But don't don't get caught up on it. And when it's specific stuff like, oh, interior, exterior, like how do you do you put this, you know, the general location first for the after? Like that shit. That when you get to that level, it's, somebody's it's, good job is to do that. It's a style choice. Yeah. 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 By that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I mean, and, and to that point, like I think one of the things that was kind of like mind blowing to me. This is not necessarily related to to writing, but like in art, I remember I was. I was I saw like a documentary on I don't even remember the artist like we'll call it Jackson Pollock right oh, the, the, with, with with like the paint splatters on the wall right and you you see that and you think you know this is this dude's form right and then I saw like there was like some pictures of his work from art school and you realize this motherfucker is a classically trained yep. painter yep. like he could paint yep. like you know representative you know yeah 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 exactly he he had he's mastered every facet of the craft of of painting it's just that the work that that gained him prominence is is the the the, the paint splatter that's his that's his mode of expression um, but behind that is you know decades of training and mm-hmm. mastering of craft uh, and not to say that you have to you know the once you be I guess this is to sort of say once you exhibit a certain level of mastery you can start to let rules go in fact it can become your hallmark is the way in which you disregard the rules because behind it is an understanding of the general craft uh now for relating that to to sort of breaking in writers like my point is to is is try to adhere to the rules they are your friends in the beginning for for all the reasons that amadou stated is that you want to get people to you you don't want to give them a reason to put down the script but at the same time you need to you need to if if it's violating sort of like your 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 core voice 
the fuck it. No, no, no. Actually, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I'll say, say. If you think about all the people that have written and all the different types of voices, if all these motherfuckers can fit their unique creative voice into this standardized thing, yeah. motherfucker, you could do it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if you break it in, I feel like you should follow the rules. Mm. Here's, here's my theory. Because I've always broken the rules. But <laughs> here's, here's my theory behind it. This is from somebody who's read mm, probably three or 4,000 scripts. Here's why I say it. Here's why. The problem is this. Writers who do it, the reason it bothers you is because they do it too much. Mm, that's what I'm bothered by. I'm not by, bothered by the fact that you said we see. It's just every fucking scene you mm-hmm, said we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You, didn't, you didn't make it a great device. Yeah, you right. didn't make mm-hmm. it a cool, clever move. You didn't make the transition zoom in and out in a cool way. You used the transition every single moment. It wasn't like at the end of an act break when the beautiful sun right, crossed over right. and now it's day to night. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You did it every single scene. That's the problem. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is that they overdo the device. That's why people are like, don't, you know what, just fucking just don't do any of that. Yeah, shit. yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you see, you read Craig Mazin's, you read Ben, he says we see probably mm-hmm. two or three times in the entire script. Mm-hmm. You know, but when it's used, it's perfectly exactly formatted into the script in a beautiful, poetic way. Is a reason for it being there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's usually the problem when you when it comes to the rules. You need to know the rules, like you said, in order mm. to break them. Yeah. So you break them because you realize it's been overused. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is this. And you guys have heard me say on the show. I hate when people say interior Hilliard's office day. We're in Hilliard's office yeah. and we <laughs> yeah. drive me bananas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> TV and film scripts are not repetitive. Mm. So as soon as you think you're repeating the same words or the same locations or the same whatever, the same thing goes with with dialogue and people's names. Yeah. You know, like you and I, we've all been talking, neither, any of us have, unless I was calling your yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're never saying, well, I don't know, uh, Uzo, what do you think about this? Well, Hilliard, I was going right, to say, right, right. People we don't, don't talk like that. Talk yeah. like that. Yeah. And especially if there's two characters in the scene, once I've established you, I never say somebody's name. And yeah. the only time I do is when I finally yelled, fuck you, I'm a dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's and when, then it means something. It's it a means button. Yep. It's a button. That's when I'll call you a name. Yeah. It's because I was trying to say something to you. Yeah. Otherwise, I never do. But it's like the, the little repetitive things. And like mm. I said, the more scripts you read, yeah. the more you see that they, yeah. you know, they don't say the. It's just car moves. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, like right, they right. just skip over like all the little, little you know. Shit, yeah. yeah. But listen, here's the thing too. If, if you're getting caught up on rules, break them, follow them, like you should be caught up on like, am I writing an undeniable script that people are going to pay attention? Because if it has a voice, and if it has a voice and you have a solid understanding of structure, like, look, a script is never finished. That's the thing that right. has really been hit home with being in a room <clears throat> is that everything is a version and it's going to get changed. If you went and sold a pilot tomorrow to Netflix and they paid you a million dollars you're changing that thing over the next four, five, oh, six months. Like yeah, it's never yeah. finished. So oh, you yeah. can't get hung up you're on going like, right into is development. This the birth of, you know, <laughs> yeah. is this, this perf- there's no perfect version of it. Right. There's just, all right, we shot it, production's over, it's in VFX, we're done, we can't do shit right. to it anymore. Like mm-hmm. that's the only time it's done. So like, don't get so caught up on the rules. Like get caught up on, is this my voice? Like if, if, if I gave this premise to the internet 
and had a hundred other people write this, would I still be confident that my version of it is going to be unique because I'm reflecting my experience, my way into this? Facts. You know, it goes to like copywriting scripts. Like, yeah, I'll give you my ideas. Fuck it. You, if you want to write it, fine. You gonna, you can't yeah. write it the same way you I won't. can write it. You won't. So I don't care. Bring it on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we will. We will all have the same logline, and the whole script will be completely exactly. Different. Yeah. exactly. The, I mean, the story might be the same, but you might do something that's hella funny. I'm gonna do something that's really dark and can tell you that right now somebody gonna die, bitch. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I mean? So you you might put it in a world where it's like 40 years into the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? You too. <laughs> but you know right, what I mean? Right. So you know, it's like you never know. Everybody's got their own. But that is that is the what's philosophy? Is that the word you use? Philosophy. I yeah, like yeah. that. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna steal that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and for all the sort of like the young writers out there who are kind of thinking about what are the rules to follow, what are the rules that aren't as important. My advice to you is, and this is this can be a challenge, but uh, find your way to a, a treasure trove of scripts online. We, we've already talked about it a little bit here, and try and read. 50 scripts in 50 days like for me I did that mm. I, I, I set that challenge to myself yep. and it complete like it, it really just cut through all the bullshit yep. like, Twitter yep. is not the place to learn rules <laughs> for writing I, I did two years of this with two scripts gotcha. yeah. when gotcha. I first started writing yeah. that's, that's what got yeah. me to get all yeah, those yeah, hundreds yeah. of scripts out yeah. yeah yeah and once you because when you when you read at that at that at that sort of Intensity ain't quite the intensity the fucking hill you're going through, right? Well, but, but I didn't go to college like you did. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't graduate from high school, so I'm insecure. So I always overdo shit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And the yay yeah, yeah, yeah is in me. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, but it's, it's, it's like you're gonna be internalizing the rules that really matter, that really are important. You're also gonna see shit that you that you like why it's right. there like because when you read and 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 this is like one of the a, a groundbreaking thing for me because in that finding 50 scripts in 50 days i read a lot of the classics you know yeah. what I mean? i'm talking about you know fucking breaking bad oh, yeah. Mad Mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um uh but then i also at a certain point i was like you know i'm just reading the fucking greats like this is all this is all ernest hemingway of tv yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah. like i need to read some you know yeah, some average folks and so I was able to get my hands on some unproduced pilots that had been purchased by some of the networks and I read through those and I was like oh like that was for me it was a turning point I was like I could fucking do this shit yeah, 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 because <laughs> you know, yeah. I wasn't comparing myself to fucking Vince Gilligan exactly, I was exactly. comparing myself to to Johnny first time uh, script seller and you're not mm -hmm. comparing yourself to a script that was developed in a room broken in a room yeah. done this went through yeah. revisions went yeah, through yeah, all yeah. this other stuff and then yeah. it's like here's our finished product yeah. but I will say this Hillier gave me a great piece of info that I used to get into a fellowship, which is when you're writing your spec, make sure you look at that script and make it look exactly, exactly. like yours. Like I wrote yeah. Insecure, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Wrote it my own way without mm -hmm. the rules. Then I went side by side, like you said, looking at how does she start her slug lines? Right. How does she end? When she's rapping into the mirror, what does that look like on mm -hmm. the page? Mm -hmm. And it made sure it looked identical. And I feel like that's a major reason why I got in the fellowship, mm -hmm. but also on Flatbush because my script looked like their script yeah. right. on the page. Right. Yeah. And so to me, that's also key. And it's not necessarily mimicking that script, but it's taking what you already wrote and putting it in that line because the reason is here's and i told you my reason behind that was was this i knew when you guys all know now you're in, on shows 
eventually everybody goes off the script like you are right now right and half the room is gone and it's three people sitting there and the showrunner is busy as fuck and the number two is running the room and he's looking at you going fuck I need somebody to do this quick scene right quick and I don't know if he could do it because he's only a staff writer but you already proved it yeah. earlier yeah. when you wrote and it looked just like what they did and he mm-hmm. was like oh yeah yeah Hillary can do this mm-hmm. yeah dude I need you to write the you mm-hmm. know do the, just do act one for me right quick just to get us moving And but that's what happened yeah. and that was my reason behind it I wanted him to know yes I'm the punk rock dude from the 80s who knows all about that shit mm-hmm. but I also can write the fuck out of your voice because I already proved it to you yep. you know what I mean so mm-hmm. sometimes your superpower works in more different ways yeah, and yeah. that was my reason behind making it look like theirs yep. now you don't always get the opportunity usually they're just like hey we submitted you for this thing you have a meeting tomorrow but if you can get the script early yeah. and you have time yeah. go back and adjust that script to make it look like theirs you'd be surprised yeah. and they what it says is they slug lines oh if okay they do it, cool then do I'm doing it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah you're making it easy you're making yeah. it hard yeah. for them to say no to you yeah. Yeah. you're taking away all the excuses and if they stopped and think think about it you're showing you're putting you're willing to put in the work mm-hmm. for sure yeah. Before you even got the gig, in this case, right? Yeah. But going back to, to, I think the point about the rules and what's great about reading all those scripts, the fifty scripts, is like you can't ever in this business ask a question, get one answer, and take it. Like if you said, "How do you break in?" I know for a fact the three of us have very different stories. Yeah. About how we got that first gig. So if you hear Rod's story, you're like, "Oh, that's the way to do it." Then you hear my story, that's the way to do it. You say story. But if you hear our stories together, and then six more people's stories. You say, then you look at what's common, what's the commonalities in here, and that's what you you do with the scripts, because there's never one way to do something, mm. but there are certain kernels and core things in there that you need to have together, and the and only the, way you find it. And the, the thing that I have found in this 400, it's dropping tomorrow, 418 episodes. Yeah. Um, what I found is 400 of them got it without an agent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Only the sixteen or eighteen of them got it from an agent. Okay. Yeah. And that's just real talk because it's about relationships. Yep. Mm. You know, your next job is going to be because you know motherfuckers like Ben. Hundred. And we got four other shows we're lining up. Yeah. All of y'all, and you guys are all on our list. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's why, like I told my man over there, Uzo. I already know his voice is crazy. Like yeah, yeah. he thinks over here. Yeah, we have this one show. I'm like, oh, he might be perfect to kind of maybe come in and develop the thing. He don't even know that. I just told your ass. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so there's little things you just setting up relationships with people, and who you're gonna hire the motherfucker you know first. And it's sideways relationships yeah. too. Ben is amazing, but yep. it doesn't have to be somebody who's at that level. Correct. Go to the, the number two. The, I'm saying even lower. Like <laughs> the reason I even knew that they were hiring for the Billions Room was mm-hmm. because the other staff writer in the show before that with me, we right. met for lunch. And I was like, "Hey, so what are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, I think I might do this thing." I was like, "Oh, really? They're hiring?" And she, I was like, "She was like, yeah, you should do it." I was like, "Well, if you talk to somebody for me, I'll do, you know." And then yeah. I told my reps, and then she she had a, a, a relationship with the exec who was covering it. We met and went great. And the thing about that is everybody's happy. Yep. Like people are happy when they recommend you if you take care of business because then you make them look good. Yep. And the person they're referring to you, they're happy because they got saved time of fisting through all this other stuff. They're like, oh, here's somebody that's a personal rep. Yep. And there's a, and there's a thing that we do in LA in particular. Uh, they probably do it in New York, I'm sure. But 
so for example you know we have groups of brothers that we all are on an email together mm-hmm. and I'm a dude might have some shit going on and he could be like yo guys I got a meeting at such and such anybody know this executive over here yeah. and seven people will be like dude I'll write a letter for you yep. yeah. you know what Facts. I mean so Facts. there's a lot of that going on yeah. you know with Malcolm and Charles and everybody everybody will write you some shit mm-hmm. or if, if they call dude I'll call Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a lot of that stuff happening too. So yeah. any big meeting you get, you can just be like, "Hey, do y'all know somebody yeah. over here?" Yeah. You know what's funny about that though? The first experience I had with that, there was mm-hmm. a part of me that felt like it was cheating, like cutting the line. Ooh, yeah. But then you realize, wait nah, a minute, everybody yeah. does it. Yeah. That, that's it. That's what yeah. you realize. Everybody yes. does it, and I'm like. This is like this is like the white boy vibe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this is how they get it because yes. of networking. And then you're like, okay, now I get it. I understand yeah. it. But because from the outside trying to break in, you're like, oh, it's all about your craft. And it's all about this. Yeah. And you're gonna blow. You're thinking I'm gonna blow them away with this sample that's so amazing. They're gonna have to hire me. It's like, all right, cool, yeah. good luck. But what it's really so gonna so be is somebody vouching yeah, for yeah. you and making a phone call. You know, I I got like I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and it's and it's something I think that. I mean, I don't want to say that it's specific to the black community, but probably pretty prevalent in a lot of minority communities. And that is that, you know, and I'm not going to leave out the white folks either. They, they, a certain segment of the white folks may believe this as well. And that is that a lot of us feel like the way in which the world should work is, is that I should be able to get my opportunities based upon my talent, my, my. you know, my intelligence, you know my experience all these things that like what what why the fuck am i doing all this on a personal level of of you know sort of striving for greatness if it's not going to 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 put me forward and i can say as a as a as an older individual that was very much my mindset when i was first coming out of college grad school all those things mm-hmm. I, I thought the world owed me recognition for my accomplishments millennials <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right <laughs> but but now I, I realized that there was so there was so much that I was like I was so I was too proud to reach out to my network. Mm. I didn't want to ask for opportunity. I didn't want to say I needed help. I didn't want to say that you know I just I felt That's like a black thing. It okay. is a black thing. Yes. Yes. We've been conditioned to think yes. is oh you only got in because boots, they had yeah, a quota, so. right? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. we yeah. got to yeah. get the over that. Yeah. My yeah. career changed when I said I'm gonna start asking people. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. it took me oh, yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For real, yeah. it's real shit. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh it, no, but that—that's—I mean—that's pretty much the point. Is the is the idea that that you can spend a long portion of your life only working with a you know one a half of mm-hmm. the the tools and talents and ability abilities that you have available to you, mm-hmm. and leave the other half behind because you feel like you're too I'm too I'm too good I'm too talented to have to resort to the tactics of other folks like that's yeah. for that's for less talented people right. and that's right. how they got on yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and 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 i and i'm and I'm, I'm pleading with the younger generation to use every everything, op, everything yes. that you have at your disposal give it a hundred percent because you you will you will just give yourself a 10-year head start because you're going to come to this conclusion at some point in your life right, trust right. me trust me big trust let me ask right. you a question so i'm starting to joke oh yeah no worries if i recall didn't you promote some shit on Twitter and that's and people started reading you yeah because I remember because I know I've been saying this for a long time oh yeah I'm like you kids are on Twitter you'd be surprised if you promoted yourself like yo 
I'm a super dope writer who writes these type of things, and you know, you know your voice and the type of psychology philosophy you have. Yeah, trademark yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rod Johnson. You'd be surprised how many people fucking hit you though. You yeah. know what I mean? You had a couple guys, big yeah. big showrunners, show who yeah. reached out to you and wanted to read you. And I have so many mentees. I'm like, y'all are fucking up. You gotta you you gotta you use gotta the use Twitter. that shit, especially during the Rona when everybody's sitting at home. And still you know? now, like screenwriter Twitter is popping, popping. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like you know you might as well get on there and get active. I met Ben through Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I met your sh- I, I I was on the your show through Twitter. Mm-hmm. Kind of met you through Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I met Jeff Lieber, who uh, showrunner, charmed, and all that type of stuff. Yep. He was like, "Look, man, when you come to L.A., let's get a coffee." And that's just based off interacting with people. Yep. On Twitter, all the time you get hit up, and you're positive on Twitter. And positive. You also yes. met me on Twitter. I just wanted to. I met. I met all of you. I met. I met. I'm not Ben or Jeff, but you know. Yeah, and 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 you meet your people, and yeah, it's nothing yeah. better than coming up with your people, because like Yo. you said, at the end of the day, when I sell a show, I'm gonna be looking towards these people. You know what I'm saying? And or asking, you know, if, if Hilliard's in a room, be like, you know anybody? Like it's the way it goes. Like you know what I'm saying? Next next man up, next woman up, next yeah. person up. Yeah. 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 And that brings another great point too, man, of like I speaking for myself, it's hard to put into words how invaluable it's been having Ra and Saeed, all of us being on this journey mm-hmm. together. Yeah, We're in yeah. the fellowship program to, to share those experiences, to share those wins, to share the disappointments. Like yep. you need the people up top you're reaching for, aspiring to, but you need the people that are on your level where you could just talk shit about, like, bro, like, how does this shit work? When and did, money. When do the checks yeah. come in? And money. When do you like, do this? Yeah. Or when How do you much? do that, man? Yeah. How that, much? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, that, 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 that's, for me, that's been like such a blessing yeah, because here's, here's the crazy thing, too, is like when you're with your peers and everybody's trying to break in, that's one thing. And then when one person breaks in, you're still cool and you're still cool with everybody, but now you two have different experiences. Yep. And even if everybody's egos are cooled out, which is not a guarantee. Yeah. Sometimes people get a little... Sometimes it gets a little yeah. touchy. Yeah. But you just now have different experiences. Like, I found, like, I was in an amazing writer's group mm-hmm. when I was breaking. Great, super talented people um, and super helpful feedback all along the way. When I got in my first room and I saw, like, how we were breaking scripture, how we were doing stuff, and then things that we were focused on in that writer's group... Right. Like, weren't relevant. And yeah. so, I, for me... I just realized not out of ego or because I'm too big, whatever, like mm-hmm. I got to be in a different group because we're just now we're talking about two different mm. things mm-hmm. and yeah. it not get bad or good, but it's just different experience levels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so you always need to have that. You, have you need to, to have growing. people around you. You have to who grow where you are. Yeah. And and you certainly reach back for the people that aren't and give like I'm a resource friend. If you want to yeah. know anything about the fucking business yeah. off off the record, I will tell you fucking everything. I'll tell you <laughs> right. how much I'm getting paid. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you this, yeah. all this other stuff, because mm-hmm. I want people to have the information I wish I had. Right. But when you're going through your shit, I got to have brothers I could talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and especially like as, as white as Hollywood is, I know like I got like two black male screenwriters that I could hit up and be like, yo, man, you got a second? I, I need to talk to you yeah. about some shit. Right. I, 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 I'm going to tell this story because I think it's funny. Tell it, tell it. Um, so, I, obviously, I, I joined the WGA a little earlier in the year. Yeah. Is, your show, is your show an hour show? What's is that? it an hour show? Yeah, yeah, it's an okay. hour long show. Right. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so I joined the WGA and, uh, you know, just recently, like a couple weeks ago, I got the, the papers for the 
for the great and glorious. Yes, indeed. All hail Insurance, WG. Right? How did you know where I was going? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know where I was going? Because I, I know. Got, I got the yeah WGA health insurance right, yeah. and I and I get this big packet, and it's talking about all the different services that are available to me, mm-hmm. and I'm flipping through the pages. It's a lot of pages, man. It's a, it's a thick packet. Yeah. I read every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like you know th- I'm already game planning like all the all you know like you know Make 20, 20 years Make 20 years of, yeah. <laughs> of the, no 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 um anyways and then I, so I get to the back of it and I'm like you know I'm looking for I'm like where's the I, I'm missing some information, so I call up Amadou. I'm like, hey, Amadou, um, I got this packet about this WGA health insurance, mm. but you know, it didn't say anything about where I'm supposed to send my, my payment for my premiums. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, for real? It didn't even say. It didn't even real say. Thing. It didn't even say how much this bitch is about, about to cost. Like, you guys talking about it like it's so great, but like, I don't even know what how much. It doesn't even have a cost on it. Like, it says for yeah. And yeah. Amadou's like sitting there, like he's like he's like, Ra, I'm gonna need you to sit down. <laughs> I got some. I got some real, some real special news I'm about to, to share with you right there. But it's like you know. It, but so much in, in our minds is like like you don't even know what this career yeah. is you like no on, the insi- on the inside. And like have no I, idea. I, I don't know that I would be comfortable to even ask like, that question. You remember that first else. ten weeks you were working and you finally got to forty something thousand dollars? Uh huh. That was paying for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. But I mean, like it's a. Uh, the the uh, all of this is to say that it's like you know, like I'm uh, as dumb as that little experience is. Like that wasn't dumb. The the moment that wasn't the moment, real. Call, call, like I literally called as soon as I finished the pack. I called Amadou like straight up. I was like, you got a minute? He was like, <laughs> like what do you need? It's like this is a question. But it's like sharing those moments with the right. people that are coming up. You know, because he was just a maybe like a few months ahead of me with respect to yeah yeah. To, to break into like the I was WGA. just there. Yeah. I just yeah, turned off yeah. the exit ramp. I know exactly how you're yes. feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, but I, am I calling you know the white homie Brock, mm-hmm. who just got into the WGA? Am I asking Brock about this? Hell no, no, yeah, right, no, right, right, right. no. But 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 at the same at the same time, what else is dope is like Amadou got staffed first. Mm-hmm. Then I think I got staffed, yeah, yeah. Right. and then you got staffed. But what was dope is we all knew each other, mm-hmm. and so it was like. We knew, like you know, like yeah. you like, man. I know you gonna get staffed, bro. But yeah. you know, yeah, I've been telling you, you gonna. Get I know staffed. you yeah. was. You was. Say everybody yeah. who knows you knew yeah. you were getting staffed. And like, I still, was, did, I still didn't believe it though. Like yeah. I was just, but but then it happens. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I think that's the thing is like you just gotta keep working. It's mm. going to happen. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Too the thing that makes it nice and special is that we all supported each other. Facts. There was no thing because look, when we got in the. I got into the mentorship program. I didn't find, I didn't know Say was in it because they're like, oh, you can't say anything for like three weeks. So I'm like right. itching to tell somebody. Right. He would have been the first person I'm told, but I can't right. tell him. And then I think when we got the, the invite for the first Zoom <laughs> yeah. meeting, I see his name and I'm like, yeah. oh man. I was like, man, this is going to be a tough Zoom. <laughs> I got in. Did you get in, bro? You know? <laughs> but no? my thing uh-huh. was like, in my mindset, because I'm real goal oriented, right? Like, this is where the ego comes in. I was like, all right, Saeed's in here. I just want to get staffed <laughs> within like three, four months of Saeed getting staffed. Because I like, I know he's getting it. I just, I just don't want the gap to be super huge. <laughs> but you know, but like we can all celebrate each other's wins, and nobody's feeling a certain type of way. Like, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Man. The supportive part though is so crucial because it's like everybody, you know, it's the the somebody's gonna get up the first wrong first, and the second run. Yeah, yeah. Like, because here's the thing: like, Rise on like a big budget sci-fi, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Saeed's got you can't even talk about your thing yet, right? No, I got it. I I, I got a development deal to Sony TV. Right. So 
Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I'm Where saying? Where my 10%? <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> hey, it's coming. Hey, it's coming. But yeah, no, like, yeah, I got So that. we all yeah. got it going in different, in different yeah, things. And, and you got staffed ha- again. Right, and we yeah. got things we can share, help us. But there's no, like, jealousy of, like, oh, this motherfucker got this thing. Yeah. And it's hard because here's the thing. When you're trying to break in, my thing is, like, and this is from the life experience of other careers, if you want to be around successful people, that means that at some point... You're gonna have to look at some motherfucker get exactly what you wanted yes. to get, yeah. and you better be okay with that. And they're shit. right in yeah. front of you. They're yeah. right in yeah. front yeah. of you, yes. and you get you gotta be cool with that yep. because that's the price you pay for being around success. Yep. And you gotta have the faith that yours is coming, yep. but don't be an asshole while you wait for yours to come. Because my thing was like anybody that I knew that got staffed before me had some other shit. I'm like. I'm super happy with that for them Hell because yeah. a it shows me it's possible. Hell like this yeah. isn't some you know myth, and this is somebody I can now ask questions to. Okay, so what was this like? What was your showrunner meeting like? What was this like? How did that go? What did you answer this? Yep. Like, you know what I mean? So I was. Uh, you guys know I had Mike Goyo on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which was ago. a good interview. Oh yeah. Perfect example of somebody. I I, I was counting. There's probably twelve showrunners now who were just sitting. Like my man is sitting right now. Okay. Yeah. okay. He was one of them. Yeah. Wow. Who are now showrunners. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because, you know, I invite people to just come do what you do. So just come sit and watch us. And 12 of them I counted so far. Mm. Yeah. And some of them are just EPs and, you know, whatever. But those are 12 showrunners. And I was just watching going, wow, like how many people have like really like catapulted themselves to other things. And, and you know, I've told the story, you know, about, about Lena, you know, with my, mm-hmm. from her office before she ever made it. Like, a bunch of people, I just watched them just blow the fuck up. Amy from Insecure. Like, mm-hmm. Evan Issa. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known all them dudes. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's been funny to watch everybody, you know. But everybody's exactly what you're saying I'm going to do. you got to be supportive of them. Facts. Mm-hmm. You know, every time Lena gets on my text, they're going, girl, you better do your shit. And she'd be mm-hmm. like, thank you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like, girl, what can you do to hook me up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong attitude. I'm like, girl, kill your shit. You yeah. deserve it. You worked hard for that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everybody has their own path. Mm-hmm. You know, my path, I'm a fucking executive now. I'm on the producer side. Killing. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And I'm okay with that because I'm working with the dude that I admire the most, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I was telling him just recently, I'm like, dude, I know fucking Billy Ray and all these cats. Mm-hmm. There's nobody I would want to work with like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the only dude, you know? And I don't know, I'm going to get all emotional, but I ain't going to do it. I told you before, though, and this is real. I was at my shitty job. Mm-hmm. I keep saying this, but three years ago, <laughs> this is for the people <laughs> to know. Him. I used to listen to your podcast while I'm on my shift, mm-hmm. and I would have my headphones in one ear, away from the manager, whatever, <laughs> whatever side the manager was in. Hey man, these podcasts, the rant room, really kept me motivated during dark times mm-hmm. when you don't know where you're going, yeah. and you just know you got a passion. And so, what I think is so dope is is that you really have helped raise and applaud and still giving info to people which is to me amazing bro so thank you man. yeah we're gonna yeah, keep this train going because i told yeah. you this before man like like yeah you can see all these other people go do these amazing things but man like what you have done for us come on like go. you're trying to break into screen oh these are the things you gotta do these things to watch out for it wasn't until i found your show that i was like oh yep. This is the extra shit I got to go through yeah, yeah, yeah. as a person of color. And now I can learn to navigate this, man. 
They trying to get your brother crying that, and shit. No, man. man but that's listen, real. that's, that's real. Get like your flowers. Listen, you got to... Everybody's got to eat. Come but on. that shit is priceless. You cannot yeah. put a price on that of like, you're affecting... You're changing this industry, man. Amen. Amen. Like, Thank you, man. Affecting lives, for sure. I yeah. think about it all the time. You know, I listen. I still listen to Craig and John every week. Me too. And, um, and everybody should be. Um, and when I first started, I was feeling some kind of way about the fact that they had fucking 20,000 people a week listening to the show, and I might have mm-hmm. 600 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, and it hit me one day, maybe a year in, I was like, my show is the show that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, we are the, I hate to use the word, minority people. And I am mainly talking to my black and brown and people of color folks. It's going to be less of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? He gets everybody. Mm-hmm. Even we listen to his show. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I was like, you know what? I'm okay with my little three, 4,000 people listen to my show a month. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had to get to that place yeah, yeah, where yeah. I was okay and just, because my ego was in the way. Exactly. You know, pulling some bullshit going, and I was like, because I used to be watching what I was going to say and yep. all that. I was like, no, nah, fuck, I'm just going to be me. Come on. And everybody could be on the show and be themselves too and it's just going to be mainly people of color. And I have plenty of white folks. It's just, yeah, yeah. you know, believe me, I can have all the people on the show. I'm more interested in you type of people. Yeah, man, you, you, know I mean? you you walk in the walk. People talk yeah. about in Hollywood they want diversity and all this other shit, but what are they doing about it? Right. They still hiring the people they know. Like this is the real shit mm. of like this is this is what change looks like. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Like right here at well, this table, good. man. Because well, we good. all know we've seen <clears throat> your example that we're gonna emulate as we get to love. Like I'm like, look, I'm a story. I'm not an EP, right. but I have some shit to say. I have some some experiences to share. I'll share that with anybody, somebody who's breaking it, whatever, so that right. you don't have to go. What Dude, I did, yeah, yeah the like same Jay-Z. thing you did mm-hmm. for me. I'm gonna do that for somebody else, man. And without that, you see, for you're, you, mm-hmm. you're almost an anomaly today where most people are just staff, 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 you know what I mean? And you moved up, mm-hmm. it's very hard to get the bump. Even even Chris admits he said it on the fucking show, he had to go right back to set to um, story editor again. This, he should be ESE right now, you know what I mean? But this goes back directly to you guys, man, because you guys put that in the ear of how much of a problem it was. Because here's the thing. When we were negotiating with Showtime over, right. like, what's your, are you going to be, because the initial contract was, like, you know, repeat a staff writer. Right. Of course. And every upper-level white writer that I talked <clears throat> to about it, friends of me, good, they're like, listen, man, we hope you get the bump, you deserve it, everything. But listen, if it doesn't happen this time, you'll get it the next time. Every mid upper level black writer I talked to was like, "Bro, you get that shit now, yes. because this is how they do you," yep. and that was the key for me to understand how important that was. Mm. The way the shit normally happens like this, and with my reps, like, I, luckily for me, it wasn't a thing where I had to convince them because they're like, "No, no, no, we're not taking that. We're gonna get you up to this level." Because mm-hmm. um, straight up, man, when I talked to Ben about it, he was like, "Look, you tell your agents." If they don't get you that bump, you're firing them. <laughs> that's that's like, why you need. Them, that's like, why you need the mentors. Like, oh that's shit! Yeah. That's I was like, that's oh shit! Like, yeah. that's, that's why you that's need the gangsters. mentors. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no. But without you guys and without knowing that information, they could have said, "Oh, listen, man. I'm sorry. We tried, but we could get." You. But I told them, I was like, "No, this is a priority for me," and I told them exactly why. Mm-hmm. And you get that. Oh, I never thought about it like right. that. Because I'm like, how many black writers do you have that don't get the bump, and then where are they? Yeah. You know, don't compare me to like, you know, Joe Blow from yep. Minnesota mm-hmm. who's going to make it back on the next one. And and you know what the fucked up part was like after we got the deal and we got the bump and everything, mm-hmm. they sent me the email chain with with business affairs. 
That shit was a simple ask. It wasn't yeah. no big long. So back nobody and forth. just asked. They were just like, oh, so here's the contract. He's the staffer. They're like, nah, he's the story editor. BA was like, oh, what has he been on another show? They're like, oh, so you don't even know what his resume is. Exactly. He was on this thing there. Exactly. They're like, okay, cool. So we'll give you that, but we really can't move off of this thing. And then my agents were like, nah, you got to move off of that thing because we're gonna do this thing here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we'll give you that. Like. We got three wow. things. It was just a simple like email yeah. chain and mm-hmm. all this shit I'm stressing over of like, again, that, yep. that inferiority complex yep. of feeling like, oh man, I'm asking them for something that's out of the question. No. Yeah. You, like you said, you just have to. Sometimes, like in my case, I can only speak for me. You got you hey, to you gotta know your worth. And sometimes yeah. you got to walk away from some shit. Mm. You know, it's just a real thing. It's hard to do when you're trying to get yep. to that place. And you're yeah. trying to eat, and, man. And you're trying to get that second. They say the second job is the hardest, hardest. one to yeah. get. Yeah. Can I can I just ask you how did you get the the overall? The crazy thing is I had met a development exec two years ago. Okay. Basic meeting wasn't like it was the greatest meeting of all time, mm-hmm. but I just kept in contact with her. Christmas, Merry Christmas, smart, hmm. Happy New Year. Yeah, you, hey, you're good congr- at that. You're good at come me. on, come <laughs> on, like, <laughs> congrats on the da da da. Right. I was like, hey, I got into Nickelodeon. Keep going. Right. Hey, I got on Flatbush. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Right. Hey, uh, I'm getting the episode. Great, keep going. And then beginning of the year, she was like, "Hey, I was just talking to somebody about you. Do you got a comedy sample? Oh, yes, I do. Thirty minutes, bang. Hmm. Next week. Hey, do you got a drama sample? Yes, bang. Hmm. Thirty minutes. No waiting. No, I gotta have a month. (laughs) No. And then she was just like, "Hey, I." We want to give you a development deal. Wow. And I was like, He's trying to get a better team. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh, and wait, yeah, wait, wait. Man. Did your agents do this? No. Mm-hmm. No. They was they was uh pleasantly surprised. Hmm. You didn't yeah. even have an agent. I didn't have an agent. Point. I had a manager though. Okay, right. And then CAA wanted to sign me. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't Imagine do it? that. I did it. Right, right, right. <laughs> you did it? I did it. Oh, she was here now? I'm with CAA. Congrats. Too, man. See? So, yeah, it all it all it all worked out, but Definitely, like you said, keeping in contact and connects and mm-hmm. meeting with people yep. and just, you know. You make it so easy to root for you, Saeed. Yeah, there is. And, yeah. and if I was there's in a position above it, though, you, it's it? so easy to yeah, help you. It, yeah. No, I'll tell you exactly why. Yeah. Because A, you're on your shit. Yeah. Right. Like, you're proactive. You reach out. The talent is there. Yeah. And it's clear within five minutes of meeting you that your hustle is like on 10 Facts. and you're never going to ask somebody to do something for your career that you're not willing to do for yourself yeah. like yeah, yeah. come on man yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true nah. there, there's something about I mean I've been and I've talked there's something about you where you know you want to help you there's something about you yep I appreciate it you know what I mean and I want to help people too yeah you know what yeah. I'm saying that's important that's important, that's important. Yeah. that's the thing yeah we, you know how Ben is he just you got to yeah. be somebody who's like I'm trying to help somebody back I'm trying yeah. to nah. yep you know what I mean Yep. Uh, we, we, we one of, one of the on. things that he liked about me, so we do this thing where every week, every month, we have like our in-house where we all sit and talk about what our goals are. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I sat down to tell him what my goals were, I got through my goals, and my second or third thing on my goal was to make sure that all the support staff finished their scripts. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wow. What? That's fine. <laughs> wow. And I was like... Yeah, like that's what I do. That's fine. Yeah. Is I help motherfuckers. You know yeah. what I mean? And he yeah. was like, "See, I knew I got the right motherfucker in here." Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I was and I'm serious on that. So like every week, I'm sitting down with the writers and I'm talking to them about what they're doing, that's what's tight. going on, and what do they need help with. And here's how you got to look. And when I'm analyzing scripts, 
you know, when they do coverage, I'm like, here's what you need to be thinking about. Yeah. You know, what are you looking for? Yeah. You know, and all this. I, ju- I just go deep, you know, on stuff. And so that is one of my goals. That's yeah. fine. I want them to finish their scripts before the year is over, yeah. you know, or to elevate a script mm-hmm. that they had before, to write mm-hmm. a new outline, whatever it is. So, yeah, he was like, you really? That's on your fucking. I was tight. like, that's real. That's tight. Yeah. Because you got to elevate the community. Yeah. And that's how people have gotten ahead all this time. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. Is it's, it's an unofficial mentor. Our mentorship has to be, like, through a program and institutionalized because mm-hmm. there's not enough of us to make it happen. But that's the shit that's been going on. Man, Norman Lear, I love, amazing, groundbreaking thing. Like, you read his memoir, and it's like he started writing jokes for, like, five bucks a joke because his, I think it was his brother-in-law had a connection and so they're doing a thing it's like yeah well, let's go do these things and they just go to nightclubs and start pitching them to like Buddy Hackett and shit like that yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. signs it you know what I mean and right, it's the right, thing right. of like cause I know him and he knows me that shit never had to be institutionalized yeah. right um, for us it had to be it had to be cause, cause we don't have I'm, the we don't have the Buddy Hackett up on the stage yeah. to do this thing and we yeah. gotta change that because I think I, I was in a fellowship you was in a fellowship the mentor thing like like all of us kind of went through a thing in order to get our gig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got to change that to where it's not just, because it's so hard to get in them things. Yeah. yeah just yeah, like yeah. you're talking about five people, eight people. It really is chance yeah. and luck. And so I feel like the more of us that are in positions of power, the more we can do that. Yep. Where it's like, hey, let's mold somebody. Yep. You know what I mean? Like how they do, where they select yeah. somebody and just, yeah. you know, let's mold them. Yeah. You got any talent in writing? You want to be a writer? Yeah. Like, let's mold yeah. you. You know what I mean? And yeah. we can do that stuff now. There's some Facts. things we can do now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. still, it's hard because you're just like, oh, I'm just at this level. I'm waiting at that level. But you got to look behind you and be like, oh, shit, 18 months ago. This is me. I would have killed the yeah. bear. Hey, yeah. Mike Goyo was like yeah. an ESE or a story editor when he started his fucking uh, Black Boy Rights then. Yeah, mm. He wasn't okay. even he okay. wasn't even there. He was like, I got to give it, I got Got to, I got to bring you up now and give got you the you. game that I've been learning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it don't matter what level you're on. See, we just think because I haven't done yeah. that I can't give yeah. like, yep. I mean I did that for years I was like I, I, how am I going to teach all I did was sell this one little script yeah. you know whatever and everybody's like yeah but you, you talk yeah. Yeah. We, we could we tell constantly have you, to know our words you know some shit yeah. and I was like well alright I'll tell you how I got my script to Sundance you know what I mean yeah. I'll yeah. tell you how I made my first you know film that went and got you know um, critically acclaimed mm-hmm. and then I would say but here's the mistakes I made which people don't do yeah. and they were yeah. like dude you should be doing a podcast and I was like I ain't doing no fucking podcast oh that's <laughs> how the podcast podcast started yeah because we would be out me and lisa and tracy and and, uh, renee and ron we'd all be standing outside and i'd be dropping shit they'd be like Mm -hmm. you need a fucking show and i'm like that's crazy yeah they're like because it was an extension of me teaching the fucking 30 people and shit and i was like and now you get to reach so many more yeah yeah well i mean it the thing that blows me away is like you know we because we talk about not only this program, but other programs about sure. sort of like their conversion rates of, you know, how many people go into the program, how many people get staffed, how many people get staffed, after, you know, like right. continue to get staffed, especially in those programs where <clears throat> essentially the studio is just paying for those writers to be there. So right. it's free money to the showrunner. Right. Right. Um, but the thing that blows me away is talking about my guy who coming off insecure, ESC starts this, you know, black boy rights, black girl rights. If you haven't heard about mm-hmm. it, apply to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just in in the space of you know one session once we'll call it a season right one year with that program he's able to staff two of the two writers of from his mm. own program yep. in one year like I, I don't know how many they have like i want to say like 12 to 15 something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. 
to have like a you know a direct opportunity to staff two people out of your this tiny little mentorship started by you know like you said he, he was coming off as a, as an ESE it just kind of it goes to show that 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 we kind of have to inject ourselves yeah. into the institutions of power we have to become the institutions of power right. to to continue to elevate because if we're if we're just looking at it from the perspective of Oh, doesn't doesn't Disney do that? Doesn't yeah, ABC? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen not to not to they all have great programs, yeah. but I've seen I've seen whole whole the announcements. Years. Yeah, you've seen yeah. the announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there'll be whole there'll be whole years where it's kind of like nobody from this pro this program Get got staffed, staffed and it's yeah. like NBC. Right, this right. this, this not maybe not NBC, but <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is this is NBC. Mm. How did how did they yeah, not have yeah. the conversion rate that you know because they have access to all the tiers. Yeah. Um, so they don't have any skin on the game. This shit does not doesn't matter yeah. for them. If it happens, great. If not, that shit doesn't affect anybody. Yeah. The the showrunners have found loopholes yeah. on how not to bring in those bring back, diversity. Yeah, sure. yep. Kind of hate that word. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. To bring in those those writers from those programs, they find you know we're already busy, we're already booked, we're already whatever the thing is. They 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 found. Man, listen. Here's the thing: if the industry wanted to be diverse, it they would be fucking diverse. Easily. Like coming from a journalism background, I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. It was me. And two South Asian journalists and and um, we collectively like they brought me into the idea. It's like we're gonna have these monthly meetups in New York, mm-hmm. writers of color, and editors to connect because the journalists. This is after Trump, and they're like, "Oh, our newspapers are so white. If we had had black reporters, we could have seen the shit coming." <laughs> right. We we need we and so then it's the excuse of like, "Oh, we want to hire people, but we can't find anybody." Right. right. So we're like, "Look, we're gonna put this group together." Editors from wherever come. We're, we're bringing the people to you. Mm-hmm. We're bringing like qualified, talented writers with bylines, the whole thing. Everybody named Kwame or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 right? That's the name so, of the program. That's so the we're all program. reaching out to our network and <laughs> connections. Amadou, yeah. You know? yeah, 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 right? And so then I had um, I had written for um, Wirecutter when they were bought after, before and then after they were bought by New York Times. So I was like, reach out to the guy at the Times. I'm like, hey, man, listen. Again, this is coming off of them just saying we want diversity. <laughs> right. I sent him an email saying, hey, look, we're doing this this uh, happy hour thing, blah, 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 you can come. He was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for telling me about it. I'm gonna put you in touch with our right. diversity oh, coordinator. Right. So oh, he puts me yeah. in touch with this black woman. And I'm like, dude, you're not even listening to yeah. what I'm saying. I was inviting you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so far yep. outside of their realm of, of what's even possible. Yep. And what they, more importantly, what they wanna do. So fuck it, man. It's like, they don't, they don't wanna do it. They're maybe we're at the point where they're not gonna fight tooth and nail if it happens, and especially if they can make some money off of it. But they don't have any skin in mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. You see all these these billboards out like in the Grove, diver- mm-hmm. you know, disability is a diversity, yeah. or whatever, right? Because then you're not counting. Oh, diversity, so that just means the black dude. No. Well, no. What about somebody who's you know disabled or different, mm-hmm. differently able? Uh, and if they wanted to do that shit, man, come on. And and we shouldn't have to rely on like a George Floyd situation to happen every time for Thanks. them to like look for us. Like I, I yeah, I'm yeah. definitely have benefited from mm-hmm. that situation happening, that tragedy, mm-hmm. because it opened up me meeting. You know, I was gonna meet people anyway, but because of that, they felt they the wanted track. to meet for a year. Yeah, window. Yeah. And it and I think me and you even talked about it. I like, said, "Is it this it, gonna close?" Always, yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, it's yeah. gonna close. Yeah. And it's sad that we have to have these tragic events for, you know, these opportunities to open up. And so that that's why we do have 
to like grab somebody, help somebody, and put somebody in a situation because we are the change. Yeah. Because then they will do the same thing. Yep. Like because Ben went, met with me, you know, I'm gonna meet with who knows five people. Mm-hmm. Ben met with you. Mm-hmm. Now you gonna meet with five mm-hmm. people. Whereas if if we would have came up on our own, you just be like, man, it was tough for me. It's tough for you, but <laughs> like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I got mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pull your bootstraps. You gonna need up, to find right? a way. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna need to find a way. Just knock around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just keep but, at it, brother. Keep yeah, at it. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hang in there, young brother. Keep writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like. <laughs> and so and so, you know, like that's. To me, that's what's dope. And then also having podcasts like yourself where it's a wealth of information and you can hear stories from people and get really ways of how you can try to get into this industry. Because, look, some of these books was written 10 years ago. Yeah. Yep. And there are people that are not our complexion. Yep. The whole landscape and changed. You know what I'm saying? And it just is what it is. And it's constantly changing. Yeah. And you it's know. also the burden we carry with us into any room or any show or interview or any general of like, if we go and handle our business, we make it easier for the next person to come besides because they see five, six, seven of them. Oh, black people can be well spoken, and they don't all have to have the shame. Yeah. You know, like that's on us too. Like there's, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. talked about the pressure from your second gig not being as big as the first. It's a different pressure, but that pressure never leaves yeah. because you know that like how I perform and interact in this room is going to affect the next cat behind yeah. me, whether the next cat even gets opportunity. Because I know. I know who came before me in this particular mm-hmm. room and how he killed that shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I got. That's what I owe. You know. Yeah, I yeah. Feel I feel you. So, uh, Ra, what's, what's, what's next for you? What you got going on and where can people follow you on Twitter and Instagram or whatever you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, in addition to, uh, to, to writing in the room, I'm also... Uh, uh, taking the leap, I'm, I'm directing my first short film. Smart. Yeah, Smart. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wrote it over the summer, basically in the gap in, in between uh, the room from from mini room to, to to when we're starting back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, we got we got some money for it. Got nice. some locations yeah. picked out. You know, we slowly about to move into to the to the casting phase. Nice. Uh, DP, like it's all coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a whole different uh, set so of. I hope it's a small cast. Yes, the script is contained. amazing too. I just we got to say well, that for the record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, awesome. thank you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Small cast, like three, three actors. Um, you know, but it's uh, so that's going to be the thing that's going to be um, sort of like my my outside the room activity, sort of taking the place of of what I was doing before, which was sort of outlining, not writing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so doing that, um, then the room is going to start up uh, soon, and hopefully we'll get to a stage to where I can I can you know blasted out to the world uh, basically what, what I've been working on for the last year um, so uh, but the the place that you can find me uh, the best place to find me is on Twitter um, where I'm the Raw Johnson R-A-H R-A-H Johnson the Raw Johnson on Twitter uh, but yeah yeah uh, hit me up Slide in my DMs if you have any. No, no. Oh, the honey's gonna be hitting. No, that's not what I mean. You know what I mean. I'm gonna slide in. How do I become a screenwriter? There you go. (laughs) Questions about the industry of breaking in. Feel free to shoot me a DM. Be very okay. Don't send me that shit. (laughs) (laughs) At at Hilliard (laughs) Guest. Y'all want to know my pet peeve? Do not hit me talking about how do you become a writer. Oh, All right. Not when you can Google the shit. Facts. You being lazy. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want me to, to do 400 episodes. You want me to do the shit. Yeah. I'm not. Look, nah. listen to the podcast. 100%. Do something. That's some bullshit. 100%. Where you at, Saeed? 
Um, I'm on uh, Twitter at Balance510. Um, man, my episode of Flatbush. See, if you wasn't already successful, I would tell you to change your name to Saeed. I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, might, I'm, I, might, I might do it one Uh-oh. day, man. But but uh, not yet. But, um, but uh, yeah. And uh, my episode of Flatbush Misdemeanors is out. You can stream it yes, on indeed. Showtime. Episode 209. So proud of you, brother. Fire. Thank you so much. Fire. Um, and... Uh, I'm in this development deal at Sony, so I am developing stuff and um, <laughs> working on projects. That's nice. about it, you know, and uh, trying to get in another room and uh, just keep working and keep grinding. Oh, so they still letting you try to get in a room while you, or are they trying to get you on an NBC show? or for Sony show. Sony show. Yeah, yeah. Sony show. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's about it, just working. That's what's up. Amadou, uh, Amadou. Yep, I'm on Twitter, Amadou World. Um, we're just wrapping up the Billions Room. So with my reps, we're getting ready to pitch a TV pilot that I'm super excited, original yeah. project. It's funny because this will be the first thing I've pitched where there's no script yet. So that's mm. a whole different thing to right, adjust right, to. Right. But I'm really, really excited about it. And, you know, looking for the next room. Uh, but, yeah, that's it, man. I'm just, you know, super excited about where I've been about where I'm going and super excited to be able to share it with brothers like y'all that means a lot That's yeah great. yeah yeah we appreciate y'all for sure and thank you Uzo for hanging out with us Uzo yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't bad was it that was great that's what's up that's what's up appreciate and I am your host Hilliard Guest you guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest I say Twitter like I'm cool just so y'all know <laughs> uh, you guys can follow the show I was about to say screenwriters oh, I keep forgetting I got rid of that motherfucker yeah. oh the axe yeah. yeah I did I did motherfucker. smart though all in just, one place I'm saying the same yeah. shit in the Fine. same place I'm like I'm place. just wasting time yeah. um, anyway so uh, please go on screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com if you got any questions for us uh, you can send us stuff there um, screenwriters rent room at screenwriters um, we got t-shirts and mugs and all that shit like that please go on iTunes Stitcher Apple Podcast Spotify wherever you listen wherever all over the world <clears throat> please give us a five star review we need that for the metrics um, shit like that uh, Chris will be back soon um, oh, I got a dope episode dropping um, the week after y'all motherfuckers is on I just recorded yesterday with my dude Rosero. Mm. Uh, we go back to the days in the eighties and nineties. We was dancing in clubs and oh, wow. <laughs> being on tour and shit. That's tight. And like he's fucking dancer Beyonce and everybody like mm. big wow. big choreographer usher and like everybody. That's tight. And so I haven't seen him since like nineteen ninety. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like. Let me hit up with Zero. Like, there's yeah. something about him. So we just started going back and forth. And he was on tour and shit with uh, Tony Braxton and wow. stuff. So he was like, I'll, I'll be back, you know, when I'm back. And then we'll do it. So we just sat down. I just turned on the mic and we just oh, went I can't in. wait. I can't wait. We went in. Stories. Yeah, it was nice two hours. So I was catching up on shit I didn't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we ain't talked in 30 years. You That's know tight. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. it was a trip. Um Anyway, so get shit going on. Thank you guys. Really proud of each and every one of you. Thank you. Keep on hustling. And, um, you know, dreams do come true. Heck yeah. Um, And like you said, your path, for example, might be that you sell another show Mm -hmm. and just move up quick. Mm -hmm. Saeed, Mm -hmm. your path might be that you keep staffing. Mm -hmm. And yours might be a whole, you might make a movie and boom. You know what I mean? So you just. Yeah. But this is the precursor, Mm -hmm. you know, to everything. You know what I mean? So keep reinventing yourself. Stay behind the camera as much as possible. Mm. Watch as many fucking films and TV shows <laughs> as you can Boy. just to really be dissecting why did they 
come in like that. They mm. came in on movement. They didn't yeah. just start. You know what I mean? It started like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Really pay attention to all the little just details and make sure that the movie flows mm. and it's got some context. You know what I mean? All that stuff. So I can keep going. Yeah. Um, anyway, so thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Everybody joining me for 2020. I'm sorry, 2022. I'm 2022. Still, still hey. Yeah. I got lost them, you know. That damn Rona came. Reminiscing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Add two. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? Everybody. 2022. 2022. Peace, y'all. Yeah, man. I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. We tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic, even the random. Ah, hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the ramp room. Ah, that's it. That's all I got to say.